Yonder, welcome to the podcast, man. What's up, dude? So, yeah, man, welcome. Uh, Yonder is a comedian. He's uh, the door guy for many, many clubs in Austin, right? Or just one? That... Right now, just one. Just the Sunset just, Strip Just the Sunset right Strip. Now. Oh, gotcha. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful club, dude. I've never actually been myself, but I've seen so many pictures and shit, and I wanted to go so bad. It's pretty uh it's pretty cool down here, man. I, I worked at Vulcan for a long time during the Rogan and Kill Tony era when they were both at Vulcan, but uh oh, yeah. um I've been at Sunset exclusively since April when we opened. I'm wow. the head of security. Yeah. Dude, no way. That's awesome, bro. Yeah, and uh yeah. dude, with with what went on a few days ago. That's fucking crazy. I don't know if we can talk about that, man, but that's fucking crazy. I mean, I talked about it, so I'm fine with it. But, dude, like, yeah, literally, I'm not, like, literally, man, less than 15 minutes after I sent you that message saying, yeah, we can record Monday night. <laughs> like, literally, not, not, I mean, 10 minutes after uh, that message. I think that wow. was at 11.43 p.m. No way. And the shooting, the shooting happened at 11.53 p.m. Dude, I felt so weird that day. Like, the fact that I even reached out to you at all was insane to me. Honestly. Yeah, man, I, I don't, I mean, I'm not. Just because the, the day felt weird. I was like, man, if if this was like a normal day, I would, I would be like weirded out by this. But it felt so like cool, you know, it was weird. Yeah, um. No, man, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm approachable. Like I'm, I'm not, uh, yeah, I try to be anyway. Like, I, I don't know. I respond and I know what it's like, dude. I was an internet person that lived in Myrtle beach for a long time and everyone <laughs> knew me as an internet person. So like, like that is so cool of you guys, man. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've been the guy that sends messages to people and like, Hey man, uh, would you be on my podcast? And yeah, you know, I got I got some got like Joel Berg and Michael Lair and Ryan J. E. Belt shit like doing that back in the day. So I I respect the game. I respect the grind. Yeah, man. Um hundred percent. Uh have you ever asked anyone to be on their podcast? That that's where I get like interested because I, I would love to go on people's podcasts, but I get weirded mm. out. I'm like, is that weird? Should I do that? <laughs> I I have a way of doing things. Do what you do what you uh want to do. I, my way of doing things is I always like uh I rarely ask for things for myself. You know what mm. I mean? Like mm. I'll ask for things on behalf of other people quite often. Yeah. Uh but I rarely ask on behalf of myself. Like there's a few times where like, obviously if I want to get on a spot at the mothership, I'll have to ask Adam. But like if, but I, I don't overuse that. Uh, I don't over, I don't over push the button. You know what I mean? I I'm one of those guys. It's like, if I get something because I asked for it, then for the rest of my life, it'll be like, well, the only reason you got it is because you asked and not because you deserved it. That's just my mental thing. That's yeah. just how I think about it. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm real reserved about asking for things like that. But, yeah, because, yeah, then the other person will feel pressured to have to say, 
Right. Or feel weird if they say no or something like that. Yeah. And I over and the reason I do that for myself and like 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 I'm saying, this is just my thing. I don't expect anybody else to adhere to this bullshit. This is just my crazy. I mean, no, no, this is um, the way. <laughs> but I'm telling you though, uh I would always have it in the back of my mind because I overthink things. I'm like, am I this person's friend because I kind of pressured them into being so or it or do I have this uh did I get on this podcast because I asked them for it or is it because I deserve to be there? I don't know. I'm just, I, I overthink know. things too much. So I like, I know, you know, I overcorrect. Me too. Me too. Like, if, like it's moments like those that I always think to myself, like, like I believe in karma. I believe in all this shit. I, I'm not even making these decisions anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like it. <laughs> Karma's real dude. Uh, <laughs> karma is a thing, bro. Fucking is, it's fucking is. Catch me saying I, it's not, bro. <laughs> a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people. Uh, I, I call like God, the universe, karma. I believe all that is the same thing. You know, I think all that is of the right, same thing, and I believe yeah. that karma is what's in charge of all of this, and that no matter what, whether even if it's not in this in this like person's life if they do something negative like their their lineage will pay for that you know i believe in i believe in that shit you know what i fucking hate dude killing bugs dude like when you get a bug yeah like when you see a bug and it's like it's not a cute bug it's like a roach or something i don't know i'm like you think to yourself um, how is the karma for me killing a bug going to unfold? You always think about that. I mean, I do at least. Well, I don't believe that karma adheres to nature like that. Like that is just in the food chain. That's what I like, think. That's like uh, the bear doesn't have bad karma because it eats the deer. You know what I mean? Like, that's exactly uh, what I think. So that's just uh, where we are as humans in the in the food chain like unfortunately and and i mean it's not like we're going it's not like we're going in the monkey's cave right like if (laughs) if uh like if uh a deer wanders into the wanders into like a a bear's den it's gonna get killed Mm -hmm. so the same as like if a roach comes up in our house we're gonna kill that son of a bitch if a spider is in my shower i i will you know Mm mm-hmm yeah, and oh, this no. this ain't personal. <laughs> you know, it's so funny you saying that with that pic with that clown on your TV in your background. Oh yeah, I just what? <laughs> I I paused, I paused the movie so it wouldn't come through, and that's where it paused. I guess. <laughs> Fucking perfect. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Dude, in I don't know if you know this book called the Bhagavad Gita. It's like a Hindu Bible or some shit. Nah, I never heard of that. But I know a little bit about the Hindus, uh, like belief system and like the pacifism and whatnot. Yeah, well, basically, God appears to this soldier or something, and shows him his like the soldier doesn't want to fight in this war and. God appears to him and says, like, don't you worry, all these people 
are already dead. They're in between my teeth. And he like shows him his mouth and it's like war is going on. Inside is like molars and shit. Damn, dude. Yeah, super graphic and shit. Like the detail on that is insane. But I think that like kind of translates a little bit to like everybody's already been like killed by God, like fight for, you know, whatever. I don't know. For the fucking bugs in your house. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know, dude. I, if it's a, I wouldn't worry too much about that. But just is where we are on the on the food chain, and at the level at which they <laughs> multiply, uh, it it's not gonna matter. Yeah, and plus, yeah. this is just like they, it's a thing. Like if they wander into, just like I said, if an antelope wanders into a lion's den, <laughs> it's not gonna make it out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Spiders, I usually, I'll usually let spiders be because spiders will handle other bugs, and I'm not as, uh, like they freak me out if I if they surprise right. me, obviously. But like, right, you go but they're really good. Some of them. They're really good to keep around for like other bugs. You stay out of your, their way; they stay out of your way. Yeah, man. If I see a web here or there, I'm not gonna be like, oh no, there's a spider somewhere here that I have to find and kill. I'll be like, all right, cool, and he's gonna take care of anything else mm. that might come in here. Yeah. That's natural right. pesticide. A spider is a natural uh like exterminator. That's yeah. what they do. They take care of the other bugs that you don't want to take care of. But they're terrifying if they surprise you. Yeah. No, something that they taught me in one of my neuroscience classes was that Using the raid spray is like one of the worst ways to possibly like die. It's like, like the reason why they're twitching is because like all of their joints are like, I don't know, it's super painful. But yeah, that's something that I remember from my class. Yeah. That it's like, terrible. I don't know. Like, completely inhumane and insane yeah. what it does. And you know, I did that before. I had that. I I I was an exterminator for a time in my life. I uh, I was the guy. It's so it's so funny, like just the idea of a human kind of like just spraying. A, like it's such a like the most pussiest way to kill something. You know, it's just like ee, yeah, <laughs> and like the damage. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I'm more of the guy. I I will. I'll I don't know. I'll usually put my hand out and see what the thing does. Like if it's mm. like a spider or something, I'll like put my hand out and be like, you want to go outside? And mm -hmm. like, and I'll like, get. I, I don't, I know that it has no idea, but I'm putting that vibe out in there. Like, I'm not going to hurt you. Do you want to go outside? And then mm -hmm. I'll like try to get it in my hand or whatever. And if I can do that, I will literally just cup it up and I'll take it outside and let it go. I'm I'm that kind of guy. But a lot of the times that doesn't work. And I'm like, look, if you don't go outside, there's going to be a big problem. Like I, I just not that look, if I see your webs, I'm fine with that. But if I see you personally, <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah. And plus like I, I, <laughs> I, I I use a bit of core. I got a good bit of cornstarch on myself. Like I powder myself to because I'm fat and I don't want to chafe. So there's like a small no, me too. powder. When I there's do, a small powder it. residue. 
so if the spiders like <laughs> it, 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 it dries out their exoskeleton i think so it's not really inhabitable for a I lot the of same shit well i used to but yeah it's great it's great it's a it's a, it's a life hack for all those who don't do it fucking do that shit yeah, and uh, cornstarch is way better than like gold bond and all the other stuff what? because, really? uh, yeah, well, a gold bond and baby powder, all of that is just that's just cornstarch, it's cornstarch based, and then there's like all of these extra no additives that way. they put in it to make it smell a certain way. But the things <laughs> that they put in it to make it smell a certain way are not great for your sinuses if you have the kind of sinuses I have. So, yeah. corn, and cornstarch is. A fraction of the cost, oh, and it's just as effective. Wow, that's great to know. Yeah, it's great to know. Not even kidding you. I get a uh, literally a gallon of cornstarch at a time <laughs> in a bucket, and I you have a makeup brush that I dip in it to apply it to where I need it to go. <laughs> that is so amazing. I didn't know that. Yep. You always life have a, hack. You always carry that shit with you. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, it's at my house. Like I'm never anywhere else. I'm, I, hmm. I suffer from a thing. Do you know what agoraphobia is? Uh, no. So agoraphobia <laughs> is basically, uh, uh, someone who's afraid of hats. Not necessarily. I enjoy a good hat every Saturday. <laughs> um, uh, my man. But no, I I have a crippling fear that when I leave my house, something will go wrong. Oh, so it uh it pushes me to constantly be at my house. Yeah. Um, I can allow myself to leave during like work, or um, like I can you know I'll recreationally leave every now and again if I have a show or a spot or something to do. Yeah, but um. But yeah, for the most part, I stay home. So all of my, my whole like, but that's the, a, a lot of my like routine during the morning like, and during the day is catered to me being here. Mm -hmm. And so I don't leave. But when I do travel, yes, I do bring like a little tin of cornstarch and they will always, every time at the airport, yeah. they will take it out and be like, what's this? And I'm like, cornstarch, or what are you bringing <laughs> this for? And I'm, I'm fat. I want to put it between my balls and my thigh. <laughs> I want to not chafe. Yeah. There you go. Holy shit. I know we like a lot of people right Life now hack. are fucking gonna be thinking us in the future. I know I would how you said you're in college. How old are you? I'm twenty one. Let's go. Twenty one, dude. I'm telling you, bro. Just just know this now. There's gonna be a lot of things that you're gonna hear in this episode that will help you throughout the rest of your life. Just trust me on that. Holy shit. By stripe sheets. It. <laughs> you know stripe. why you, you know why you have to buy striped sheets because that way you know which way to put them on that's right oh my that's God. correct <laughs> that's correct wow so, that way you'll always know which way they go on it'll save you <laughs> so much time oh yonder wow no man look i gotta say when i watch fucking virtual red band hell yeah like the most underrated show, bro. Holy shit. Yeah, Virtual Red Band is legit. Uh, without it, I would not be where I'm at for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. 
man, it's and not only that, dude. Brian Redman is easily like one of the and, and I'm not even joking. I mean, this it be, this will make people laugh that buy into the whole kill Tony like hatred thing. Bro, Redman's one of the greatest people that I've like oh that, that that he he could be one of the most influential people in the history of comedy. Just because of the podcast that he started and just the people that he put on. I mean, easily. Yeah. So slept on, bro. He's just been like, he's like the Batman of podcast. He just like stays behind the scenes. Dude. He's, he's, and not only that, man, he's one of the greatest people I've ever known. Like, not like as a friend, like he's a good human. He's such a good guy. I, I know you're not Brian, but like, his character that he plays on Kill Tony, like I always wish, like I love his soundboard, but I always kind of wish he would like say more shit. You know what I mean? Like the stuff that he says is so funny, just already, bro. But like his yeah. character is like 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 roast him, you know, like ah oh, red band, you know. Well, that's kind of what Tony plays into, um, but I mean they have this, they have this sibling dynamic like the bickering brothers you know what i mean like they 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 have this like kind of big brother and little brother dynamic <laughs> to where to where tony will do his tony will do his like oh yeah. red band ah making a joke at five minutes <laughs> in not getting laughs or whatever he'll do and yeah. and then red band will just sit there and just be like yeah he'll just big brother it you know like mm. okay okay Mm-hmm. <laughs> so true That's yeah, so but I, I don't know it's funny yeah I, I don't know uh he he gets a chance to be himself completely like who he is when he's a like his nerd self in virtual red band that's what i like about mm-hmm. that yeah 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 i remember like the first few times i started watching that shit dude i would join in in the middle of a conversation and like it makes no sense like if you if you just drop in like out of nowhere out of no context yeah. dude, it's the most bizarre like sometimes like you would just get the wrong impression of of some things but then once you start uh getting to know everyone like you guys are so funny bro you guys are so funny man uh especially uh thanks dude oh my god what can i think of his name uh, stud muffin bro jesus Man, I'm here to tell you that I worked with Stud Muffin <laughs> on that on that uh, movie that he made, the VR oh, movie. Oh yeah, the Stud Muffin. The Did pin, you make the, the music, music for it? No, I I was just voiced. I voiced the wizard character. Really? Uh, I mean, I knew. I, I think I knew that, but I didn't know you didn't make music for it. I mean, it was nah, all. He did, by... but I'm just saying, like that was all him. Yeah, like no one helped him with the music. Or the like, he yeah. sang all the songs. He <laughs> played so all of the music. It was great. Like it he, was so good. <laughs> but but working with him on that, like with him literally directing me, you know, like saying, "Hey, stand over here, stand over here," How, you know, <laughs> and just stud muffin. There's a little potato sack telling me, "Hey, stand over here." Insane. Uh, stand over here. All right, let's try this one more time and move your hands a little more. Like I can tell that you're sitting down. Like move your hands a little more. Be more animated. And I was like, all right. So he was actually directing. It was kind of. He's legit. Stud Muffin's cool. I tell you, Stud who's Muffin's funnier legit. than he gets credit for is is Blondie. 
There's a guy that hangs out with us named Blondie. And I've known Blondie for a long time. But, dude, he is so fucking funny. Everything he says could be a bit. He's like, sounds like Earl Skakel. <laughs> he's just, he he's he's very funny. Yeah. All in virtual red band, man. But dude, and I have a I have a I have a set, I have a I have a headset. I have the quest one. <laughs> and that'll work. Dude, it works. It gets me into VR chat and I always find an excuse not to join you guys. Whenever I'm like, it's late as fuck. It's like 3 a.m. and I see the code and I'm like I could totally I mean I ne- I've never gone to the point where I like search the world and like I'm like right there. But I'm always like, I'll do it some other time. I'm too I'm too stoned or something. Well, there's always there's always the chance that we go into a public world and mm-hmm. you can join that and mention that uh, you know something about virtual red band. Mm-hmm. And uh this always goes one of two ways. Either <laughs> Either Red Band adopts you as one of the cronies and you get to go and jump worlds with us, or he'll okay, block. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just like just out of nowhere, just okay. Right at random, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. You know, go ahead. I was just gonna say that I'm gonna do it. Like I don't I like I'll I'll try it, man. Like getting like getting on an interview with you makes it a lot you know easier to do it i think dude it's like here's the thing man there's this is we're all just normal people yeah like we're just normal guys that are sitting (laughs) here like i'm sitting in this spot that i'm sitting in right now i just got a headset on and i'm a wizard in a blue robe running around listening to red band cackle about something inappropriate that he probably shouldn't have said but it's funny because it's comedy yeah dude so much to learn inside virtual red band i don't know about that you don't think so like i I think there's anything to learn (laughs) like i think like the ability to like watch you guys's set like when you guys do like stand-up comedy in there and stuff like that for like oh it's terrible (laughs) <laughs> i love it dude i love it i mean it's nothing that would probably go on a real comedy show but it's i like really watching funny. i like watching toe do that janice has a lot of fun doing yeah. uh doing vr sets because she does the uh she does secret show as well sometimes in real life and Oh, cool. It's fun to watch her do the do VR sets and Blondie. I like watching Blondie go mm-hmm. up and and talk. But I always feel really weird when I'm just because I don't know what I do isn't. I don't know. I feel weird when I'm trying to do the music thing. <laughs> the, it's just I always just phone it in and end up being like I I hate this. Um, I know exactly what you mean. Like mid song, you just. It doesn't sound good to you. Like maybe it's like that specific part of the song and the rest was great. And you just think that like, okay, this, I don't know. I'm just like, I'll start doing something and then change my mind in the middle of it and not know how to get out of it. I'll I'll bail Mm -hmm. on a song. It's easy to do when you bail on a joke. 
because you can just kind of talk your way into something else. But in the middle of a song that everybody knows, and I just don't feel like doing it, I'll just stop. I don't know. Some of that stuff, I don't feel like doing it because it's just, I just want to chill, man. I just want to hit GBs and make oh, witty jokes about things that that things that people want to, uh, I don't know. I like making jokes about things people say. Yeah. Like quick, quick, stupid dad jokes. Red band hates, but I, I love it. I think it's the most superior and, and, and I think it's the, the, the I best so. way to do comedy. It's just fast. And like, I don't know. It's just quick and it, it gets a laugh and that's all it counts. Who cares if it's stupid? It's supposed to be, you know. I, I it's funny you mentioned that because I had an idea for a very stupid joke that you could maybe do. Um uh it's the joke of because I know you do impressions, right? Um you're famous for going on Kill Tony. This man's Really famous on Kill Tony, guys. He's got some great minutes. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> Anywho's, here's my idea for this amazing joke that you're going to love. Do singing the song. Do you want to build a snowman in the voice of Red oh, Man? Yeah. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> that was yeah. It. That was it, man. I apologize. Thank you for that little bit yeah. that you did. That was amazing. <laughs> He'll be like, this ice cream. You want to build a snowman? <laughs> He'll do something silly. He always tries to, he does the Cartman voice uh, uh, or something similar to it. Uh, I like doing that. I like the snowman song. I haven't done that in a long time. I should, I should start doing that. Dude, it's a fantastic uh, song. Fact, Everybody this loves. Is, I'm putting that down right now to do this Thursday. Hey, the show, so yeah, let's go. Dude, um, let's go. It's a great song. What's this dude. Thursday going to be? Oh, the 21st. Hey, Holy smokes. Almost Christmas. It is almost Christmas. And it's still and like I hate nice Christmas weather. so much. How do you feel about Christmas? Uh, you don't know, say is... you like it if don't say you don't like it just because of me. If you like it, like I want to, I mean, seriously, be honest. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is like my first Christmas that I spend. I'm gonna, I'm still gonna go with my family, and it feels weird, honestly. Um, I, I like it because a lot of my family lives in in Mexico, so this is like the one yeah. time that I like go see them all. Nice. But then again, it's also going to Mexico, which means tea break. It means a lot of things. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So uh you mean green tea break? Like you can't yeah. have that there? Yeah. I heard it's not very good there. Uh, I don't know, honestly. Maybe maybe it's not great, but the change in elevation and fucking oxygen or pollution or some shit that you're not used to makes it a little bit feel a little bit different. Just a, my theory. Interesting. Just my theory. Because I feel like, for some reason, actually, I don't know. I was going to say that Mexicans think that it's better in America, but I don't I don't know if that's true. I, I don't know. Well, I think it is like almost a guarantee that the best 
green tea in the world probably comes from Northern California. You think? Probably. North, like, I, I would guess like some of those like Humboldt County, like uh, where they literally, like, I'm sure that the, the stuff that they have in like places like Afghanistan or, or Amsterdam, uh, but I've heard tell from people who have been over there that everything we have here is far superior as far as the green tea goes. Wow. Yeah. Like, they've. They, I, I've asked people who've world traveled who smoke a lot and they're like, they, that person told me that the best was from Northern California, like for sure in the world. Wow. But no, no, no. you would think it'd be good. Like I bet the hash and stuff is a lot more natural, but they're making all these, like they've, they've, they've like cloned everything and made it made all of these like different strains that are supposed to just produce all of the terpenes in the world. So it's like, <laughs> they're, they're, they're using science up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. As they should. I mean, yeah. Right. I like it. I like, I enjoy it as well. I think it's very relaxing. Yeah, I'm running low. I got to get more this week when my paycheck hits. See, I'm a normal person, too. I run out of weed and I have to wait until I get the paycheck. Wow, that is so reassuring. I'm just telling you, dude, this is is it. (laughs) This is what we did. I I mean, some of my bills are not paid. Like, this is... I I always (laughs) wondered that. I always wondered exactly how... Yeah, dude. How much green tea was in your jar every... Mm. Every every episode. Right now we are. You see there, we are like. Wait a second. Oh no, it was a. <laughs> I was like, oh, is there a surprise? But no, it was a, just a little key ring on the top. <laughs> Beautiful jar, nice jar. Yeah, but it is empty. It will not be empty on uh, come Wednesday. Mm. See, that's Praise a beautiful. God. That's that's the beautiful thing about emptiness. Yep. Yeah, always room to put to fill more up. You can only fill it when it's empty. I do have a little one little itty bitty like Christmas tree of a a Christmas tree star that I'm saving. And isn't it crazy how much more you'll enjoy? Like do do you tend to enjoy how do you feel about the concept of enjoying something more when it's about to like when you when you're about to run out but and then you have like oh my god this is my last it's my last cup of tea and it's like the best cup of tea you've ever had in your life and then you get the best green tea the next week and it's like you know it's like wow here i have just like exactly what i wanted and yet it's like it i don't like enjoy it as much as when i had like oh, i was about to run out i don't know what do you think <laughs> yeah i the way my brain works i always enjoy it the most when i know i can smoke as much as i want and i'm still gonna have so much left i end up, I enjoy it at the front more end, than at the back i end up just not smoking as much when i have more surprisingly um, 
Like I no, like I, I, I I'll always tell myself that I will, and then just end up passing out to or something. Well, that's one thing that I don't have. I uh, it won't put me to sleep. Like I can yeah. just I can continuously. But yeah, when GB it... after GB and until I <laughs> until I pack one up and I'm like I'm gonna hit this right now. But then I'm like you know I could just save this for tomorrow for so that I don't like I'm not wasting this because I don't need it right now. So I would be wasting this. Then I'll just go to sleep. But that's usually when I'm getting to the point that I am now where I'm almost out mm-hmm. so that I have to ration this. But, dude, I have, like, my little, uh, my, oh, Lord, I haven't opened this in so long. You want to see something crazy? We probably can't show this on your, here, can we? Your Keith. Holy smokes. Your green tea, Keith. We probably can't show this on here, can we? Let's see it. It's all right. We'll, we'll cut it out. It's too bad. Oh my Jesus! Put that with some boiling water, and you got yourself a delicious beverage. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I like I said that with a joke, but maybe it's true. I don't know, dude. What the what? I in my life have you, dude? How long has that been in your grind, there, bro? Oh, dude, I don't know. Just um. Dude, I have so I got a couple of uh, where is it? I have like a a bottle, like an old Tylenol bottle that's just like full. I don't really use it. Maybe I should now. Put it in between you your legs. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know. <laughs> that won't that won't have the same effect. You That'll make know. it way too sticky. <laughs> Life hack. <laughs> you, it, yeah, it, it goes inside your body, and you get you get stoned. Oh yeah, you'll uh I don't know. We, the last time I think we uh we made a mess of brownies and we just dumped all of that into the butter that we use. We just dumped like a okay. like one of these heartburn pill bottles full. I have, I have no idea if that's how to do that. If that's how you do that. I, I don't either, man. We but we didn't know. We just had it, and we were like, "This has been here for like." I I produce a lot of it because I have a decent uh, grinder. I think you're so supposed to like, like filter out the boiling weed or something. I don't know. Well, Great what tea, we did, me. what we did was, uh, yeah. If you if it were using actual flour, actual ground up flour or whatever, I think that's the case, but. Since this was already just in powdered form, it sort of dissolved in the butter. So, hmm. like, it, it, it literally, it, it, it kind of, because bi- I think uh, the terpenes bind to fat, if I'm not mistaken. So, I think that they just bound themselves to the fat in the butter. Hmm. And that's the butter that we use to make the brownies. So we literally just made the made uh, butter out of it, hmm. and it kind of like I think the the heat is is what activates it. Maybe I I don't know if that's true or if I'm just making this up, but mm-hmm. that's the way we thought about it, and we did it, and they were good. They really? they tasted not they tasted like it was in there for sure. You could tell, like it was. You know how when you eat like really good edibles, and you're like, oh, like a good homemade edible. I mean, man, and you can actually taste it in there. And you not know only that... 
can you taste it? But when you take a shit, like it your, smells like it. Your shit for like the whole week will smell like, like you, like you just smoked a fat blunt. That's what it will smell like. Yeah, I've noticed too that uh, that after a really good, well made homemade edible that I will wake up with a literal cotton field inside my mouth. Like literal, like it's just the worst cotton mouth on earth. Yeah. From edibles. I don't get it near that. They're bad dangerous. From, wow. They're dangerous. Yeah, they are. I, and I, but like, I don't know. I, I'm really, I'm just really partial to flour. If I get edibles, like if someone gifts me some, I was gifted some homemade edibles recently, and I I enjoyed those. Mm-hmm. But if somebody gives me like uh like I don't know like uh something from like a dispensary or whatever, mm-hmm. I'll usually like pass them out to people. I'm like, hey, do you want these? And just just be like Santa Claus for a day, Santa Claus. <laughs> I just made that up. You know, it'd be like Santa Claus for a day. And just, hey, you want to? So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a, I really like flour. Dude, for the record, that's, a, that's such a good Christmas gift. Like my sister asked me the other day, like when I went up for Christmas, and I was like, honestly, smoking gear is always a great gift. Yeah. Or, you know, eating stuff like edibles and stuff, gummies and shit. I don't yeah. know. I believe in Canna Claus. Canna Claus is legit, dude. I went to Vegas to Skankfest last year, and they got legal green tea there. So I went to this really nice dispensary and got a bunch of, like, Mike Tyson edibles. Hmm. And, Interesting. dude, they, like, those are legit. Like, those I enjoyed. I was like, man, I... I'm here. It's sanctioned here. Like, so it, I know it's done right. And everything that I get is going to be good. And it was cool too, because even, have you ever done a dispensary before? Have you ever experienced that? I don't think I have a real one. Only the Texas ones, the Dallas ones, man. I mean, all over the, all over Texas, honestly. There's all right. Yeah. The, the But that's like the Delta thing. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, but they have, joints and stuff dude it's weird yeah it's it's pre-rolled they do have pre-rolled thc pre-rolls that are that are delta base delta i I forget if it's delta eight or delta nine i don't know what it's called like that's so comforting to me Um, bro for some reason i love that yeah some people hate it i love it it's a step in the right direction for sure Oh yeah, well I I'm from South Carolina and in South Carolina we legalized industrial hemp a few years which also allows the delta variant of it to uh mm-hmm. to like be sold legally. So everybody's yeah. taking the delta I I forget if it's delta 8 or delta 9. Which one is it? You know, I think delta 8 is the good one. Okay, so, so delta 9 is the stuff that yeah. they're selling legally. Yeah, okay. I, believe, I believe so. so it's so fucking confusing, dude. I Come think on. so too. I don't know. I, I but so uh, at the at the one in Vegas, it's so cool because you go up and they'll be like, 
hey, we got a deal on these. We got a deal if you want to get like shake or popcorn nugs of these different strains. And like I can pick like the best strain available and accept like shake and popcorn nugs and get like half off the price of the same like. And I don't care, man. I'll, 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 I love that shit. I want to save the money. Mm-hmm. So, dude, I, I went to Vegas and just got like literally a half ounce of some sort of, I don't know, some sort of ridiculous sativa leaning hybrid and popcorn nuggets the whole weekend we were in Vegas. And then the next night that I was in LA, dude, I just, it was it was pretty incredible. I, I'll be glad whenever they have that kind of thing here. But here I am, all stony baloney, like I said, talking about uh, talking about green tea while on it, mm-hmm. derailing your yeah. podcast. Yeah, I mean, the, I was looking at, I was fantasizing the other day. I was looking at online monthly subscription boxes for green tea. Yeah, from like California That'd be awesome. and stuff, and I, I I went on there and I like started like ordering me one and going through like the the process of what it's like to order one. Like you choose some certain stuff and shit, dude. So cool. That's like we need to get the future. That. Yeah, dude. That's so. That's sick. the future. You know what I mean, bro? When 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 can you be able to Amazon <laughs> subscribe and save like uh, an ounce yeah. of green tea a, a week? You can like subscribe to like I don't know like Red Band's like mystery box of, <laughs> of green yeah. tea, and you just get like he he chooses everything out for you and and you can get it from different like people have different type of like Happy Meals and shit. I don't know. Oh yeah, that would be so sick, dude. <laughs> like they're they're the Travis Scott. <laughs> uh. <laughs> The rare Travis Scott, you'll have people that'll have like unopened bags of green tea. That's like, I can't open it, bro. And you maybe reselling it on stock X for like $12,000 an eighth. Yeah. See that I'm okay with. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> that's pretty funny though. Yeah. That's what that, that'd be a funny bit, man. Yeah, dude, I've been trying to get into comedy. Um, yeah, well, you should do that, and you can take all of the things I just said for it and use it if you want. You should, because that's you. a funny bit, and you came up with it, so all that's yours anyway. Dude, thank you, and I, I, I will, and it will. Pro- I think it will probably do good, but if I were to try to like for some reason like do it myself, I have a feeling that it's it wouldn't go as good. You know what I mean? Has that ever happened with you? Yeah, dude, it it doesn't go good. Kind of often, like I mean, mm-hmm. but I it comedy is a, is all about like I think it's a state of mind. I think when you're up there, if you're and and a lot of people talk about being comfortable in the silences, and uh, like uh, Isan Ahmad talked yeah. about that in that episode with Rogan where he said Derek Poston told him that, and that's also something that I had been like that I've been doing for a while too. Is just you got to be comfortable with quiet. Like when you're up there, they're they're not gonna be like, unless your name is Shane Gillis, they're not gonna be laughing the entire time you're on stage. There will be times when you have to like you watch any Segura special, uh, 
or any Rogan special, like they'll take minutes where they talk to the crowd and they're explaining stuff in a, in a, like an informative way where the crowd isn't laughing. They're listening. Even Chappelle, but I feel like. Even do Chappelle is the king of that dude. Mm-hmm. He, he'll, he'll like, he'll talk. And a lot of the comics that these guys shout out a lot, like if you go back and listen to any old Lenny Bruce albums, Lenny Bruce will talk for five minutes and not get a laugh. Like he will talk for five minutes and just say a lot of clever things, a lot of well-informed things, but people aren't laughing at it. Yeah. Like, so that's, I, that's the thing that I think is important is when you're up there and, and don't worry about like, if you say something and they don't get a laugh, then maybe that's not your punchline. Maybe your punchline comes after that thing. Or maybe the crowd is horse shit. Sometimes that's the thing. Sometimes the crowd's dog shit. And no matter what you do, they're gonna be they're gonna be weird about it because for any type any different type of reason. Yeah. Uh what what do you do when you tell a joke and like it doesn't land at all and it's like completely silent? Um, I don't know. Try to, (laughs) you gotta just answer that. (laughs) I don't know. You, 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 you try to quickly come up with something clever to say about it. Not going well. Exactly. Kind of address the fact like here lately, I've been, I've been like sort of turning it around on the audience. Like, Oh, so you're not, Oh, so yeah, Mm. you know, it really, Uh, it really reminds me of Tony Hinchcliffe's first set at the comedy store that he talks about where he, he said that he forgot his entire set and he just talked about how he forgot and couldn't think of it about anything and it went like yeah. amazing. That's so strange. Yeah. And dude, there's sometimes where I'll where I'll go up and I'll have like a plan. I don't want to do this. I want to talk about this thing. And I'll go up and I'll talk about the thing and it just doesn't land the way that I had it in my mind. And then immediately I'm upset. And I think that I wear it on my face when I'm upset. So the crowd maybe can see it. A hundred percent. Um, so lately what I've been doing is not making any plans at all. Like I'll just be carrying on a full blown conversation with somebody in the green room as they're introducing me so that I'm completely taken away of whatever I'm going to be doing. Like whenever I get out there, I just go and whatever happens happens. And I really enjoy doing it like that now, because I have these, I used to have like jokes, you know, like joke, joke, joke. But now I've got these different topics that I can just hit. So I'll pick a topic and I'll just stick with that topic for five minutes and kind of like, I don't know, just work around it. Like I don't get laughs the whole time, Mm -hmm. but I mean, every now and again, like it'll, it'll build up to a nice pop. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that's worth it. Do you know Johnny Pemberton? Yeah, I know Johnny. Man, do you know him personally? Like, do you know him personally? Yeah, like, really? Yeah, he That's he so left cool. his guitar at Vulcan for a long time because he did the guitar thing, and it was no his guitar way. says Johnny Pemberton on it. 
yeah. I didn't even knew he played guitar. Yeah. And the reason I bring it up is because I went to go see him at a show. I believe it was in Dallas. And holy shit. I remember he was doing this bit about how, like, man, I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but he was, like, making, it wasn't even a bit. He was just, like, saying hi to the crowd. And he was, like, you Texans, like, love, like, using, like, Spanish words. Like, 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 and he starts, like, speaking in Spanish. But as a white person who doesn't know Spanish, and it's, like, the funniest, I don't know. Something like that. And it's the yeah. funniest shit, dude. I see something. Like, he starts doing this thing where he's, like, two people at once. Magic. I can't explain it any other else. I saw, like, sparks fly or some shit, dude. And I don't think I've experienced that with any other comic. Because that was insane. That's cool, man. It it It's really cool to see, like, somebody just on a stage with a microphone completely mm-hmm. take you so far out of reality yeah that's it man it's a really cool thing to see yeah yeah and it's hard to like do it you know like how the fuck do you do that shit if it if it not naturally like you're saying you know it's called funny on demand and it's very hard to do uh like and and i'm gonna be honest i don't have it like I don't have the funny on demand. I don't have the tell me a joke. Yeah. Like mine is more like a flow state type thing. Mm-hmm. Like when I get myself out of the way, like I can be funny. Like when I'm just kind of like, and I can tell my jokes and time them right for a minute on Kill Tony, but that works for a minute. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Kill Tony works differently than uh, any other thing that we would do, like a four-minute mic or a five-minute set. I got a a spot tomorrow at sunset. I don't know how long it is, but if it's like a 10-minute spot, then, like, you have to pace yourself. It's way harder. And you can't – and unless you're Casey Rocket, you can't come out punching (laughs) the whole time and keep them – because I don't – like, nobody has that kind of energy to just continuously punch and punch and punch and just the crowd is senseless when they get done with it and they've just literally been laughing hysterically for Mm -hmm. 15 minutes yeah i i dude it's funny i asked him to be on my podcast and he replied and he said he was like i just love to like make jokes and riff and stuff like that he's like leave the smart talking to like way wiser people or some shit like that yeah holy shit (laughs) and it's funny because he has that podcast with william and like thinking that that's like the kind of the mentality that he has with it it's like so cool watching him just like being like i'm this is all like jokes like this is all kind of well yeah riffing the whole time that was well yeah when i was doing when i did william's podcast that's all it was the whole time was we were just jokes Dude, I like didn't we know were just you were riffing. That's so sick. We were just like, like I don't know, that it, it's silly goose time. We would talk seriously about some stuff, but we would always like slip into like when he would start playing, I would I would pick up yeah. on it, and we would just. Yeah, I was on step. that. I was on there a couple times. I actually did an episode no with Francis and Larry. Yeah, me Whoa. and the, all of us. I love those people. They're so I love them to death. Me too. Me too. Um, man. <clears throat> 
they're literally some of my favorite people on earth. Francis and uh, Larry Montgomery are incredible humans. And so is William. I'm really proud of William because me and him had a couple of conversations that I hadn't drank in a quite some time. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and William had a couple of conversations before he quit drinking. And uh, uh, like, I don't know, me and me and him got it. I think we're a little bit, we're a little bit closer because of that shit, just because mm-hmm. he, he ended up quitting drinking and yeah, like he's, we've had a lot of really deep talks after that about like the benefits of it and shit mm. for people who have a problem. It's not the same for every, everybody. Like if you don't have a problem yeah. with alcohol, then, but like people like us, it's it when you when you have an issue with and it's notable and people are telling you you need to stop then you need to stop <laughs> that's so interesting but but yeah have you ever been told that with virtual reality no nah. well tony yeah how's how's like your how, how's like your health changed when playing virtual red band man because like like you said you're like a vampire in comedy in austin man and i mean it's kind of late at night but not really i feel like all the best stuff yeah still kind of happens late at night but like yeah how's that like been like on your health have you noticed like have you ever like taken a break or anything and noticed like a difference or anything well, I only I only do the I only do virtual red band like a couple nights a week, and I don't play I don't do virtual anything else. Like mm-hmm. that's all I have the headset for. So I'm only doing it. Uh, and I mean, when I was back home in Myrtle Beach, you know, I would get on, I would jump on just about every time he went live because, like, I'm in Myrtle Beach. This is the closest I can be to this world. Yeah. Uh, that I wanted to be a part of so badly. So I would of course be in it as often as possible then. But now that I'm here living in it, I actually I'm on Sixth Street getting shot at. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm out here in the fucking I'm I'm down here in the trenches now. I'm doing spots <laughs> and like that, that that reminds me, have you seen the Kill Tony t- from today? No. Oh man. I watched it like right before. We did this. That's what I was doing. Yeah, I need to. Um, I still got a look. I still got a long time before I'm able to go to bed tonight. I got two loads of clothes in the in the. I got a load of whites, the white t-shirts and the socks in the washing machine, and the rest of my colored laundry <laughs> in the dryer. And I, I, I feel conflicted looking how I look and sounding like I sound saying colored. But when I'm talking about laundry. <laughs> uh, I feel like I can get away with it. Fuck it, you, you, well, you got to right separate. There. You got to separate your whites from your colored clothes. Like it's you, in the fucking laundry. You, you. I mean, I'm not joking. You really do have to, if because you have to wash your whites with warm water, and you can get away with washing the other clothes with warm water as well if you separate them, but if you mix them together, 
You can end up staining your whites. You'd have to wash them in cold water, and then your clothes never get really clean. See, mm. I told you you were going to learn things today. And, you know, thank you for, you know, not making fun of me for not knowing this off the top of my head. I feel like a lot of people. Nonsense. You shouldn't. Like, There's no reason you would. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man. Yeah. We're in a, we're in a fucking rock. We're in a fucking planet. Like. How the fuck do we even know anything? I don't know. I know. <laughs> Dude, we're just a couple of, you know, we're just a couple of generation, <laughs> a few generations away from, uh, you know, just uh, bare minimum hunter gatherers. So that's so it's if you think about it in that way, <laughs> the fact that we know to buy stripe sheets and separate our laundry is uh, I don't know. The fact that we know anything is pretty incredible, but I do find that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm captivated by the human race. I love humans. I love people so much. Like I, I was talking about on the podcast. I don't know I if know, you I were, that. I was, that, dude, I fell asleep to that shit. Oh my God. Rocked me to sleep. Yeah. I was not ready to go to sleep, bro. I was not ready to go to sleep. I was like, I'm gonna lay down for two seconds watching this shit. Yeah, well, my 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 voice has that sort of effect. I believe it kind of just it'll drone you out if you're not careful. Have you ever thought uh, about reading for Audible? Yeah, I honestly wouldn't <laughs> mind doing that. Please uh, get some because like, that would be that would be a really cool way to make some extra money. I, I put out on a I, I put it. out on on like Fiverr that I'm available for voiceover stuff, but I never get any hits because I don't have any like. I don't have any, what do you, how do you say? Uh, Experience in that shit. References. I don't have any things to reference. Like, hey, I was in this. Yeah, right. I don't have any, <laughs> hey, I did this hey, thing. you have stud muffins. I got stud muffins. That's it. <laughs> they're they're going to look at that and That's be like, okay, this, this guy, <laughs> when I was a boy. It's like this, this dude that plays a wizard in this potato sack journey. Hey, don't sleep on my boy, bro. <laughs> hey, dude, I, I love stuff muffin the pen, dude. He is, he is absolutely <laughs> legit. And we just had the one year anniversary of that. I can't believe oh. it's been a year. Wow. We just recently had that one year anniversary. Holy shit! Well, congratulations to the both of you. That's really cool. Hell yeah! Also Thank to, you. Also to him. The great stud muffin. We'll make a we'll we'll do a nice clip from this and tag him in it and he'll retweet it and all. Yes. The We're great stud. stud muffin the pimp. I mean, the name is like so perfect. Like I really thought that the name had nothing to do with his character, but he's literally a pimp. Like it's almost like ironic how much of a pimp he is. Yeah, dude. He's really cool. He's got the I, I, pimp on command. <laughs> he's got pimp on command, dude. He can do it at a moment's notice. Oh yeah. Uh Shut Yeah, up. man. Uh I'm 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 very blessed to to have been like in the situation that I'm in with the people that I'm in it with. Like that's just a that's just a thing. Dude, I I'm sorry I don't know this and you probably get asked this all the time, but how did such a thing even come to be? How did, how did you meet Red Ben, Brian Red Ben? Uh, 
in virtual reality. I met him in VR chat. I was, but it's, it goes a little deeper than that. Like I, they were already aware of who I was before that point, him and Tony, because I was, um, I remembered I I was a big member of the subreddit on Kill Tony. And if you're familiar with like the Kill Tony subreddit or the Kill Tony Discord, dude, those are like online groups. But right now they're very toxic places for the most part. Um, but back in the day, they used their like Kill Tony hadn't blown up yet. You know, it was still on the main in the main room at the at the comedy store. So I mean, it's still a pretty big deal. But it wasn't what it is now, you know? It wasn't like getting a million views an episode, you know? It was still kind of reasonably large. It was kind of maybe about the size of Are You Garbage, if if maybe even not there yet. Right. You know kind what of, I mean? Like it, was, like, it was... Some vice shit. Kind of. Uh, yeah, kind of, in a way. Kind but it was of, sort of low-key. Not yeah. Not everybody in the world was privy to it yet. And, um, I got into it around episode, like, uh, two something, 200 and something. Mm. And, uh, Ron White was on Joe Rogan and he had just started number one tequila and they had drank like almost a bottle of tequila and Ron White drunk his shit. It's like, I got to go down to the comedy store and do Tony Hinchcliffe's podcast live on YouTube. And, and, and I'm like, cool. I have to watch this. I have to see how drunk Ron White reacts to a show that's on YouTube. I have to go watch this live. So I went and I watched that episode live that night. And I don't know if you ever go back and watch any old episodes, but this one's worth watching. It's Ron White and the band's characters were all the guys from the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. It was Jeff Foxworthy and Larry the Cable Guy and Bill Engvall. Mm. And all three of them, like the old band. Do you remember the old band? Jeremiah, Jeremiah Watkins, Watkins and Joel Berg. And, and oh my Jetsky God. Johnson. Jetsky, thank you. I was from Chris. God, dude. I don't even know Chris. what the beef was about it wasn't a beef there wasn't a beef they just moved that was it they just there wasn't a beef there wasn't right we've done like uh jeremiah did stand up on the spot here tony did a set on it that's right everything's fine he chugged milk yeah the the band came back to kill tony like (laughs) it was a thing like it there and i love the new band the new band is oh my god it's Honestly, everything is good. Jer- Jeremiah had just become a father. He had just, like, I think, bought a house mm. or signed a lease in Los Angeles. Like, it was a thing. Like, yeah. there was no, there was no grand conspiracy. That's what happened. But anyway, uh, I watched that episode and I was like, holy shit, this is the greatest show I've ever seen in my life. So I Best. went back and watched like a couple of episodes with like Tom and Bert. Cause I was very early into that group of comedy. So all I knew about was like sober October. So I knew about those four guys and I was like, Ooh, Tom and Bert. I I know these guys. Let me go watch that episode. So at that point I was like, fucking I'm in started watching from episode one. And this whole time I had started tweeting. I was live tweeting me watching these episodes and I was tagging kill Tony and everything. So I was just an internet nerd back home in South Carolina watching Kill Tony live tweeting these things. 
and I'm getting retweeted by Red Band. I'm getting retweeted by Kill Tony, and then and I eventually got followed by Kill Tony oh. and by Red Band on Twitter. And then one day, out of the blue, I get a message from Tony Hinchcliffe on Twitter saying, "What is a Discord?" Because I was part of the Kill Tony Discord, and um, Whoa. and he was like. Uh, I was advertising that, hey, we're watching the Kill Tony. I caught up on all of Kill Tony in four months. So we're watching a couple of episodes a month. Or we're watching a couple of episodes a week until we catch up on Kill Tony. So we did this thing every night at 8 o'clock in the Discord. Where we would play an episode of Kill Tony. And uh, we would just like live chat in the discord just like that but we would well one of my buddies valish created this thing called the yam so it would credit kill tony with the views so it would direct whoever clicked the link to the youtube video at whatever time stamp we were in if that makes any sense i know that's nerd jargon but it was it would help to create views on the old kill tony videos is basically what we were saying so Tony was trying to figure out like if we were like streaming these somewhere like illegally in a way, but I explained to him what was up. So that's how Tony learned who I was. And then red band, obviously from just tweeting. And then eventually I got into the, uh, virtual reality with red band. And, um, I did, uh, Tony's roast master class when he, uh, yeah, when he did the his roast master roast university, I took all of that. Uh, I have uh, that thing right there, uh, uh, right there. That's my roast master university diploma on my wall, and that's my Ryan J E belt yonder one of one. But um, you're muted, by the way. Uh. Yo, thank you. Holy shit, dude. That is insane. He should do that again. Oh my goodness. Um wow. Thank you for telling me. I was I've been saying all this stuff. No, nah, you're good. Uh, I uh I, I I thought you muted for the green tea break. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway. Uh so yes, I know this is a long drawn out version of all of this, but I uh was doing very well in Myrtle Beach. So like I wanted to support as much as I could. So I bought all of the merch from Death Squad. I, I was like a Patreon supporter for Tony's Roast Master class. Like I was also for Brothers in Cursive for William and David. And then I just became Instagram friends with William and David and William. I uh I invited William to our Discord. So William started coming into our voice chat on Discord and hanging out with us. So I kind of like got to know William online. Like I knew all of these people through the internet, like pretty much everybody wow. in the Kill Tony. I interviewed Michael Lair. I interviewed Joel Berg on the podcast. Like, I, so I was very close internet friends with all of these people. And uh, then after doing virtual reality for a while, they found out that I could do the music thing and they found out all of these other mm. like shit that I was kind of good at. And red man was like, you got to get out of Myrtle beach. I was planning on moving to LA and I made plans to like, wait for a year, make a little more money and then move to LA. But that was the year the pandemic happened. So 
I was like, fuck, obviously not doing that. But then I still decided, you know what? They moved to Austin. I'm still going to get out of here. I'm going to go, go to Austin. I told red band, I'm going to make one more year of money in Myrtle beach. And I told Tony, like, I'm going to move out here. And they were both like, that's you have to. And then, so yeah, that's the long version of the story. I'm involved in all of this nonsense mm -hmm. because I watched a live episode of Joe Rogan experience with Ron White. Wow. Dude, that's insane. How like it's all because of like some small stuff like that. Yep. Funny how that works. It is. I don't know if you remember Joe Rogan experience used to go live on YouTube. No, I did not know that. So you would get a notification just like when it says virtual red band is live right now. You used to get a notification that would say JRE just went live with Ron White. Or with Tim Dillon. Ooh, the Keef. Made that one a little tasty. <laughs> How long have we been going? How long do you usually do these things? I talk forever. Honest so. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I think we I, I think we started like at 1230. So I think we've been it's like two. I think we've been going for like an hour and a half. That's <laughs> insane man uh i i mean i have like a few more questions i don't know if you have oh of course anytime i know at all man i know you got some laundry i don't know if you want to take a break to <laughs> switch out the colors <laughs> no nah, because as soon as i have a process when i pull them out of the dryer i have to like organize it all on my bed and put it all away i'm ocd pretty bad i feel that that's interesting yeah well, dude, something I wanted to ask you is like, um, uh, you doing comedy with, like, hanging out with all these amazing talents, like, and as being like the door guy, uh, what's just like, uh, like the best advice that you've received from like a comedian or something like that, like a great comedian. Um... The first time I did a secret show ever, I was not a door guy yet. And Tony Hinchcliffe walked up to me and was like, you're about to go up. How's it feel? And I was like, I'm, I'm fucking terrified. Okay. And like, he kind of, his demeanor switched a little bit from this like silly smiling tony hinchcliffe to like he he was like he got serious and he was like make sure you get up on the stage Whoa. he said make, he says listen make sure that you get up the steps without falling shake the hand of the comedian that is walking off the stage make sure you pull the microphone cleanly out of the mic stand and sit the mic stand to the side while uh and, and sit the mic stand to the side and then you're a comedian. Whoa. And I was just like, okay. Wow. Okay. But yeah, that was the coolest, like, that was just the coolest, like, look, I'm not going to tell you go up there and have, go up there and have fun. Mm -hmm. He said, make sure you get up the steps without falling. And then just did he like, Boom, boom, boom. Do this. And then 
the crowd sees a comedian. That means you know what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. you've already, you move like a comedian. You know wow. what I mean? I know exactly like, what you mean. Yeah. Which and is dude, scary. That's, that's scary, man. I do that. I kind of, I kind of, that's kind of what I did with the podcasting, man. As a matter of fact, I met Tony Hinchcliffe a few days ago because I went to the Not a Damn Chance opening. Oh, the hell yeah. Opening. Oh my God. So good. They're burgers. They're pretty good. They're really good. I don't know why I thought they'd be a little bit different than they are, but they're great. Neem Williams it's a smash burger. Awesome. Yeah, you're right. But he also told me, like, I was like, yo, man, I have a podcast. Any advice? I just like asked him for some advice, same way. And he was like, do something that's unique. That's what he told me. There's so many podcasts out there. And yeah. Like, do something that stands out. And yeah. And he also told me to do it like a lot more. Like do the most that yeah. you can, is what he said. Yep. That's was, the truth. Yeah, right. That kind of hit me. I was like, that sounds like that's some truth right there. Derek Poston also gave me a a thing about doing it as much as you can. You saying that reminds me that Derek Poston probably gave me one of the best. Like I asked him point blank and I never asked people shit, but I was like, Hey man, you've seen me go up a few times. Like what, what do I need to do? And he said, how often are you going up? And I said, probably not enough. He's like, well, there's your answer. Mm. So the more you do it, how many episodes are are you in on this show? You would technically be my episode nineteen or twenty, probably episode twenty. Dude, 19. you're doing fine, man. Like, uh, I did I did a podcast for a really long time before I, I before I got into the uh, which I uh, before so I got much. into the kill Tony thing. I don't know how you can just say that like that, dude. That's mind boggling. That's that's like something Brian would do, bro. <laughs> well, honestly, dude, like I, I, it's crazy that I ended up where I did because I look up to Brian a lot. Like he's a huge inspiration to me. Like he, yeah. like is same, a same here. He's, I mean, without getting fucking emotional, like dude's my legit hero. Mm-hmm. And Him like and- I respect the fuck out of everything that he has given to comedy in the world. Yeah, him and also Duncan Trussell, dude. I love Duncan oh, Trussell. Duncan is one of the coolest fucking people on planet Earth. I know. Earth. God, I know, bro. <laughs> My but goal here's in the life... thing. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go, no, no you, you say the Duncan dude, thing. I was just going to say, my goal in life is has been to get him on my podcast. On, on, on my podcast. That's possible, man. Duncan is mm-hmm. a human. He is a normal, cool yeah. fucking human. He, dude, he really but, is. What I was going to say is all of these people, Duncan, Gil Tony, Virtual Red Band, they've all done episode 19. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. Or uh, like Nar- Nardward. Nardward. Yeah, Nardward. He's like famous for telling people to just do this shit. Do that shit. Just do, do it, something. Man. Do something. Create. This is how you live forever. This is... Uh, this is immortality. This is immortality because, this, like, I 
and children yeah. is the other, other way I would say. You know, yeah, just... yeah. Well, I, I, for my, for my sake, like I'm probably, I don't know if I'll have kids. I don't know if it's for me. It's 2005, uh, dude. And yeah. maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good callback. See, that's a thing. That's comedy. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Like for me personally, like I have, like in out there in this vast internet, there is at least like a couple hundred episodes of me rambling mm-hmm. to a camera, getting my thoughts out. Like that's just that couple of years of my life will exist there forever. Like mm-hmm. it will, it will be there until all this shit crashes. So like, I, I, I think of that as my, like that's my immortality. That is my way of living forever in that sense that someone can always go back and like if they if they need me, I'm always there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. And here's what's weird, bro. Like AI starting to like replicate people's like voice and shit like that. Yeah. Like people's art people's like style like i can i can ask tajibitizi like tell me a joke in the style of duncan trussell or something you know and it will like give it to me yeah man that's weird it is weird but what's weird about it and this is gonna upset you a little bit is how many comics write jokes that way for themselves that are like write me a joke in the style of me oh right uh, about this thing i bet nobody like hasn't done that man a thousand percent somebody has done it because it's like oh i need to have a joke about computer desks Mm -hmm. write me a joke about computer desks in the style of Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't want to name any comics because i feel like that'll embarrass them or me i feel you dude and i'll tell you what i'll embarrass myself because I love having conversations. Here's what um what I fucking forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. I just hit one of them green teas with Keith on it. Oh, you ago. did? Dude. Yeah. I'm not gonna blow myself right now. All right, why not? Let's do it. Hey. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh who knows what I was talking about. Your thoughts just do that sometimes. That's like so annoying when they do that shit, bro. Well, no, nah, it. I I do it a lot. It's a it's a it's a green tea thing. Uh, yeah, I was I I did it last night in the Don't in the second part of the stream that I that I did because I I something disconnected on me there. And here's the thing: I was about to make fun of myself, so it's probably a good thing that I forgot whatever the fuck it was that we were talking about. We were talking about chat GPT jokes. Oh, you know what? Here it is. Fuck. It's going to hurt. You're not going to like to hear this. But I totally asked chat GPT to help me come up with some questions for this podcast. There's a, but see, that's in this, in that case, you're using chat GPT like Google. Like you're just like good. You could, you could have very easily just Googled. Uh, sure. good podcast questions or yeah. a good comedy podcast questions just chat gpt mm-hmm. is just a far superior version of google at this point dude and i have not even looked at any questions at all 
during this part, except maybe for that, like that one time I asked for a question. But yeah, I kind of don't love having questions. How, how do you do your, when you when you used to do your podcast, because did, did you ever, how do you do? In the early days of it, when I was being very diligent about trying to create a good, uh, firm, like, bit of content, I would have, like, a list of notes to the side that I would just, like, here's what I want to ask them. But I, it would be things that I was curious about, like just things that I wanted to know or things that I would think that the the potential listener would want to know about. And I would mm -hmm. make notes of that. And then for probably the first, I don't know, probably the first 40 to 50 episodes that I did, I did something similar to that. But eventually after doing that for a few episodes, it just kind of got in the rhythm of how to uh, go back and forth with somebody. Mm. And uh, I didn't need it anymore. You know, like it was the kind of thing to where I, I would, I just got good at in the moment finding like we jump off on tangents and I would get upset with myself because we didn't hit all the notes I wanted to hit, but I would end up having a better episode because we were being real. So I stopped planning. I just stopped planning altogether. And like, if I had something on my mind, I would have one topic that I hit kind of like I do stand up. Now I would do my podcast like that. I would have one topic in mind and I would talk about it for however long I would talk about it, but just, there's no pressure to be funny because it's just a podcast. So I could just mm. talk. And do you ever combine that mentality like, how do you blend that with comedy and life, even? Well, I do pretty much everything I do about the same way. Yeah, and that's what by, you were saying about comedy, huh? By that, I mean, like, yeah, I, uh, I kind of let it happen. In the same way we were talking about asking for things, like, I sort of just let things happen the way that they're going to happen. And yeah. like, if I get, uh, if I get an invitation to do something, then that I'm cool with yeah. that. I feel like I've earned and I've deserved, but that's just that mentality that I put into comedy as well. So I I'll go up there sometimes. And if it's like an important show, maybe I'll just give my notes a look every week or so to see if there's something new that I I'd forgotten about. But here lately, I, I've I, I've just been abandoning all of that, and I've just been going on stage, and I've been talking, just no wow. expectations, uh, no. I'm just, I'll go out there and I'll just start saying things. I'll just start lying wow. to the audience about about whatever. I'll just I'm just trying to make them laugh or freak them out. Whoa, interesting. I I don't know. I see. I, see. I, I look at. No, go ahead. Sorry. Dude, I was just going to say that. No, me too. I was just going to say that. I kind of tell myself that when I'm meditating, for example, like I'll tell myself, like, I don't think you're going to get enlightened from this. Like, because you won't. And like, but like, it feels like so much more beneficial when you completely give up the idea 
that you're going to succeed somehow like that you're going to change by meditating that's like what i've heard to like tell yourself to abandon all hopes of fruition is the the thing i don't know how that maybe maybe i don't know i like the thought of thinking uh I'm I'm doing more than this. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm destined for more than this mm-hmm. right now. I like yeah. that thought just yeah. because um I don't know the the great reason to live, the reason to stay hanging around is like I know that things are going to get better than they are now. I know I'm going to transcend you know what I mean? Like I know that mm-hmm. that I am going to get there, right? And yeah. that's a thing, and you will too. Like we all will. And and you saying like you you like I know I won't gain any sort of grand enlightenment through this, right? I, I won't become getting, like a hilarious successful comedian or podcaster from this episode, maybe. Brother, you <laughs> you have no idea. Look, you have, and I. Everybody said this when I was growing up, but it's just you hear it so much that you stop hearing it. But it's the truest thing ever. Is dude, you can do anything you want to do, mm-hmm. and you hear that so much growing up that you stop listening when people say it. But it's yeah. the truth. Like you can literally do anything that you want to do. You have all of the power. You mm-hmm. have every bit of power to do anything that you want to do. Yeah, that's so insane. You <laughs> you have it in you. You have that that same that's ancient insane. spirit dwells in all of us. You know what I mean? That that thing. Everybody in the world is the best in the world at something. Mm-hmm. Right, at like, being humans. And, and so, anything like I mean, like a an actual a, a talent. Everybody oh, okay. in the world has a talent that mm. they are far superior than everybody around them at. Like you have something, you have something that is is niche to you mm. that nobody else around you has. And once you figure out what that one thing is, that's your you do that. That's exactly, and everything else yeah. will show up. That's exactly what Do Tony that told me. That's what Tony told me, man. Yeah. And dude, the, here's what I find. It, it fucking hurts sometimes to stop going in the opposite direction that you've been going your whole life. And just like, I don't know where, turning around and going like, whoa, no, this is wrong. This is way wrong. And you start going towards the thing that makes you unique or whatever i think that can like almost be painful in a way brother i waited 34 years i left myrtle beach after dude i music yeah. is my thing that's the thing that found me it's the first thing i got mm. good at and dude i literally I love, like i love music too i literally like kind of stopped doing music i got one gig a week that i do for a half hour on thursdays at the secret show mm-hmm. and that's all i got like I, I, everything else I do is comedy now. So I'm just saying, dude, I, I started over after like, like 30, what shit, 30, 34 and a half years. 
like 35 years. I think I moved here on my 35th birthday, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, you, you've got all the time in the world to figure out what that thing is. But if I had to guess, you probably already know what it is. Yeah, man. Like, I, I probably I have... already know what thing has picked you. That's true, man. You, like, even if you don't, I feel like you internally know somehow. Yeah, man. And is yeah. After a while, the thing that you the thing that chooses you, it'll you'll you'll start to become one with one with whatever that thing is. Like it that thing will be synonymous with you. And it will then when people think about you, they'll think about this thing. And then to a certain point after that if you capitalize on that thing as hard as you can and put everything that you got in you towards that thing that chose Mm -hmm. you, then people will start to think of you when they think of that thing. Mm, Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like, yeah. Like everybody thinks about, uh, everybody thinks about music when they talk about the Beatles, but everybody thinks about the Beatles when they Mm. talk about music. You get what I'm saying here? Dude, fuck yeah. I've always thought that, but I've haven't been like find the words to put it down. Yeah. And I mean the Beatles may not be the greatest analogy, but I mean I'm just saying like whatever there's something that you've got that that you'll be better than everybody else at. Mm-hmm. So much so to the point that when everybody else like brings up whatever that thing is, that you'll be the one that they think about when they talk about it. Right, and the they thing. will, yeah, and I feel like, um, since it came, since such things come naturally, because since they're always inside of you, I think that people see that, and tend to want to listen inside of themselves as well. Oh yeah, you know they get like inspired. Hmm. But yeah. You have to learn how to listen. You have to learn how to listen. Yeah, because there is totally no pressure at all. Like, like you were saying, like, it, you could take, you could go the (laughs) wrong direction, all you want, and you will know deep inside your heart that it's not right, and no one will do anything about it. Like that's how much of a no rush there is. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Jim Carrey has this beautiful quote where he says, you can fail at something you don't like. Ooh. So why not take a chance on doing something that you do like? Right. Yeah. Because you could fail at the thing it's you don't enjoy. Simple. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how like cut up people get and like, just like I don't know, um, dumb ways to pass your time for no reason, you know. I'm I'm kind of one of them, you know. Like, but at least I I was able to like manage it and put it on like a somewhat interesting path on college because I'm studying psychology, so I find that stuff very fascinating, you know. That's a really good way to mix 
podcasting and therapy. Yeah. Because that's what I do. Dude, yeah. Dude, I love that you named your videos therapy, smoke sesh, or whatever. Yeah. So honest and so, like, awesome. Thank you. That's why I do that, though. I call it therapy because I don't want people to join and be like, wow, this is too deep. I didn't know it was going to be like this. And I'm like, hey, this it's in the title, bro. It's interesting. That's interesting. I wonder if there's people that, that actually say that stuff. No, uh, but honestly, yeah, there's been there's been people who uh, I, I I've had like different groups of viewers over the years on my YouTube channel. I've been streaming for a really long time and like uh, just some of the people from back in the day would be like, yeah, this is a little too deep for me. I'll catch y'all on the next episode when he's playing songs, you know, when I'm just playing requests to people, which is what I used to do. I'd have my guitar and I would just play requests live on YouTube or Facebook, Facebook live. I did a lot of back in the day because I had a really good like following on there. But that was just for music. Did you ever get like movie songs? You definitely get a lot of movie songs, right? Like uh like like people want to hear songs from movies? Yeah. <laughs> oh dude, most of the music I know I've found in movies. Yeah. I'm a movie. That's kind I'm of a, a movie dumb question. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like a lot of like those that's where a lot of people find a lot of cool songs that they wouldn't know they wouldn't have known otherwise because mm-hmm. the radio just spews out the same garbage for however i don't know yeah ever since, I mean, ever since the early the early 2000s radio has just gone way downhill bro i've been listening to radio <laughs> recently because dude it's christmas so they've been hopping on the christmas songs you know what i mean christmas music and bro, it is like I've been hearing some weird stuff, like some weird the commercials. No, 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 like the Christmas songs. It would be like, okay, now here's your local choir singing old, old like West songs, and it'd be like some weird ass like chant or some weird shit, like oh, or like some you know what I mean, Mongolian. You feel like you're in a cult. Yeah, exactly. It's like this is not Hell Christmas yeah. music at all, dude. What the fuck is this? It's <laughs> so weird. That's Krampus music. <laughs> um, that's Santa Claus that's we, music. Yeah, that's what we call Krampus music. Uh, Ca- yeah, Cannabis. Uh, no, that's that's not sense. Yeah, Canna Krampus. Cannabis. Krampus. Uh, but yeah, fucking. <laughs> No, I, I like terrestrial radio. That's one of the things I'll bark at people sometimes when they walk down the street. I'll say something. Have you seen any of those barking videos I've done where I'll like... Yo, I haven't. Uh, where I'll I, like be barking. But that's when you're t- trying to get people to come into the comedy show. Like, hey, stand-up comedy upstairs. Like, yeah, I have to say stuff like that, but <laughs> that doesn't necessarily <laughs> work. So one of the things I'll do is I'll say something like... uh I like terrestrial radio better than satellite for my money. We have stand-up comedy upstairs. So it's like you say something like that just fucks with their, like just something to confuse the shit out of somebody. Yeah. Uh, real quick. You, you, you know what these door guys once did at this restaurant that I was walking past one time on six. 
they made a snowman out of ice from like their ice machine and put it in the middle of the road and were like watch this snowman get ran over by cars and nobody would hit the snowman in the middle of the road so they just kept using it as like bait as like look this is not about to get hit and that was like i mean i literally stood there for like 20 minutes just waiting for the snowman to get hit and then that's hilarious hit. but it was so smart dude i was like dude i didn't even know these guys worked here this is so cool <laughs> that means that uh that was on a night that wasn't the weekend yeah. on the weekend they closed the streets down and you got the horse cops that walk around and they're horse yeah. shit there's horse shit in the street and the most fun we can have as door guys is watch people walk through it and realize they've just stepped in horse shit it's the most fun that a six street door guy can have on a friday Dude. thursday friday or saturday night that is good to know is watch wow. people walk through horse shit god oh damn it's goodness. good it's That's, so good dude is texas the only place that still has police with horses i don't know maybe some places in utah or wyoming or uh like montana those are definitely like big horse hmm. nevada parts of nevada uh like I, but i know texas definitely like sixth street definitely has horse cops mm -hmm. that that's crazy to me that's really interesting for some yeah. reason dude i went to sixth street on halloween night that was insane oh i was there on halloween were you working front. yeah i was sitting out Holy front with my little shit. uh with my my wizard robes on i no ended up way. being in a bad mood that night for Dude, some reason i don't know it was, why it was so crowded six fruit was so crowded i didn't even have fun either I was yeah, like, I don't know what it was. I think there was just some in the air that night that was just a bad vibe. Yeah, I spent so much time in the line, didn't even drink anything. It was. I even went to the. Checked out the comedy mothership, dude. I love going to that place and just standing outside of it. I've never been inside. Man. It's. It's everything that it's it's like if someone with unlimited money created the perfect comedy club. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's literally that. Dude, how does it's incredible? How does that compare with the comedy store? Like maybe in its prime. Um I so I went to the comedy store um with Red Band. We did a secret show. It's so cool. Several comics with Casey, Philip Garcia, I uh, go Sam so Brickett, Mickey Housley was there. Who go. else went with us? I know I'm forgetting somebody important. And I'm a dick. Christina Mariani, I believe, was there. Um, yeah, there was a few of us that went to L.A. after Skank Fest. We just went to L.A. and did did a secret show at the mother at the comedy store, and I opened. I got to play on the main room stage, just like our secret shows at Vulcan and Sunset. Like I opened up the show, I went out there with my guitar and did 30 to 40 minutes of music. Wow. And on the red stage mm -hmm. at the comedy store, like Mecca. And was I was awesome? there and it was, it was the <laughs> coolest moment in my life. 
probably to date. That's probably serious? the coolest thing I've done in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like I think without a doubt, that's the that's so that's the insane. coolest credit that I have in, in, in like that's top tier in my mind. But and why? Like do you think it's just the energies of the place or it was my granddad's birthday and he's the reason I started oh, playing music. Yeah. And I saw that like, set on your Instagram. That, yeah, dude, that was just like it was everything I could to hold it together in that point when I turned around and pointed at that guitar strap that belonged to my granddad that I've never done a gig with. Yeah. Like it, you can, if you listen closely, anybody that knows me could hear my voice crack pretty hard whenever I'm saying that. Cause it was like an emotional thing, but mm -hmm. like, wow, it was cool because I was about to get off stage and red band came out and was like, no, nah, we're not done yet. We're not going to, he was like, I, I was an idiot because I, I was, I thought I was supposed to bring him out, but then he was like, what are you doing? No, no, no. Do a couple more songs. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is kind of awkward. So I talked to him for a second and I started getting some laughs. And then I did an original song, right. which was cool and got a pretty good response. Great song. <laughs> I, I love you. your original stuff, dude. Your original Thank stuff you. is real cool. I need to do it more often. But yeah, that was the coolest fucking thing that happened. But the talking about the mothership, the comp comparison between the two, mm -hmm. I know I, I, I explained too in depth. But no, I, I this, love it. This is this is how I do it. Sorry. I love it. Um <laughs> uh so I was there and I was there with like Holtzman and I, I saw the back room where the names where they the put up on the marquee. Like I saw the room full of names where you got like you know, like Joe Rogan, Joey mm. Diaz, the the big names that they would put up. Like I just saw the names that were there. Mm -hmm. Uh and it was really cool to be in the building. But the way I saw it was the comedy store was pretty much just the people that were there. Like they were the store. The building was just the building kind of, but it was the people who were there, which made it the store. And when Rogan left and like Segura and Tony and Redman and just not even that, but like the management, like Rogan hired all of like pretty much a lot of the comedy stores, like, no at, like Adam Eget, the booker. Uh, like it's pretty much like everybody from the store is now at Mothership. So the Mothership is the store now, basically. Holy shit. Well, not, I mean, not really. And and a lot of the comedy purists would like, like really be, Mitzi would roll over in her grave. But I mean, it's like, that's kind of the, everything that I've heard comedians say from LA when they come out and they're in the green room with us at Secret Show and Red Band's like, so what's LA like? And they're like, fucking ghost town. Wow. It's a fuck. It's a fucking ghost town. Like everybody's yeah. here now. The store is down the street. Like I'm not going to mention the comedian that said that, but let's just say it, it is a giant name drop. Mm -hmm. Uh, man, I don't know. Like 
I, I want to move to Austin, man. This is where it's at if you want it's, to do anything in the arts. It sounds weird saying it, though, for some reason. Why? I don't know, man. Like, I feel like there's so many other cooler places that, like, I could just maybe get some somewhat lucky with my career as a psychologist or something. <laughs> man. I don't know. You need to do internet psychology, bro. You need to do a psychology yeah. podcast. That needs to be your podcast thing. If you you need to just, mm. just head do do yeah. uh, do podcast therapy, man. Dude, it is called Eric's Psychedelic Breakfast. By the way, Eric's Psychedelic Breakfast. It's I didn't here. make any notes, but I did notice the name. Is that Thank a you. nod to the Pink Floyd album? Yes. If you know, you know. Are you? Yes. Um, I'm a big Pink Floyd fan. Uh, I, um, hell yeah, you have it on vinyl? Sorry, bro. Yeah, it took me a while to find it, but yeah. That's awesome, man. Animals? Uh, no, this is Adam Adam Psychedelic Breakfast. Adam Adam, Hart Mother. Fucking beautiful names. What the fuck? Dude, yeah, holy shit. Yeah, I don't have that one. I've got uh I'm sure you can see over here. I got like Oh a, dude, I was gonna mention it. That's fucking sick. Yeah, that's just the selects that I have taken out. There's a there's like a little a row under my record player out in the living room, and I've got another couple crates in my closet that are just no like way. bullshit that <clears throat> this is just like the the stuff that I like. I've been told so many times to not spend money on records, man. Don't listen to that. I'll tell you why <laughs> records are important is because in any sort of relationship, and we have a relationship with the music we listen to, in any relationship, when physical touch is removed from that relationship, the passion is the first thing to go. There's no passion in pushing a button on your phone. That's the same as Pornhub. You know what I'm saying? But when you are touching your record, you're pulling it out of the sleeve and sitting the needle on it and flipping it over when the side is done. You're touching your music, so it matters more to you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Each time it feels like a different listen, almost like a new album. I love it, man. I actually gave... um, uh, to Tony one time a uh, original a 1987 bootleg of um, the Tongue Tied and Twisted tour mm-hmm. so just like a random show on that tour just a single show wow. from that tour a live bootleg of it that I had I gave it for uh, just I don't know I like to give people things Right, uh, but it's like a, yeah. It wasn't a um, it wasn't a Roger Waters, though. Um, dude, I don't know who you're talking about. Like, I know Roger Waters. I've actually seen him live, but I don't know the other band that you mentioned. No, Pink Floyd. It oh was, no, it the, was the oh. tongue tied and twisted tour. 
Like oh. they're they're like it's a lyric from Learning to Fly. Yo, that's insane. But it was it was Pink Floyd without Roger Waters. It was like a David Gilmore's Pink Floyd, but it was David, Nick, and Rick. Whoa. But um Roger wasn't that's, in it. Dude, that's a great gift, Yonder. It's a great gift. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bootleg of Floyd from I, I forget where it was, some some random show in like uh I don't even know, but back then like they would do or something. They would record. Well, no, they would record. It was it was like a an American city. I don't. I just don't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they would record like really good quality audio of it, and then like they would sell those further down the tour. They would make like a print. They would make a a mold and stamp out vinyls of these bootlegs back then that's that was like the the way of people doing cassettes like a mixtape like this was just predated that thing yeah <clears throat> i love records man i'm i uh i love concerts I, I, too i'm not as big on concerts not as, big as, concerts. as i am like well because i i spent so much time doing it so now when i go to a concert like I saw Roger Waters live at uh uh when he came to Austin. Yeah, I saw year. I saw him in Dallas, but yeah, it's probably same tour. Same tour. The the, uh, the precedents on the screen or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the people who yeah. have the show will begin in <laughs> five minutes. Yeah. Holy shit, dude, it was a heavy show. Yeah, it really was. Tony was there. That was the night that uh that Rogan Duncan Trussell was and there. Ari, I saw I saw we talked to Duncan for a while. No Ari, fucking way. Ari was walking up the steps and we were like, yo, oh. and he came over and talked to us for a second. He recognized us. That that and, must have uh, dude, that is such a cool, perfect moment to meet Ari Shafir and Duncan Trussell uh-huh. at a big oh, I mean, I, concert. Oh yeah, Roger Waters. Roger Waters. Yeah, yeah. Well, Close. I mean, I I saw. I don't know. I saw him. Like I, I knew both of them at that point. But like, that's so sad. <clears throat> but it was cool. It was cool to see him there, and everybody, like all the like all the mothership people, like we all sat in pretty much like the same section. Like Whoa. they were above us, in like a booth or whatever, but. Like I, I remember just seeing a lot of familiar faces. Like J- Justin Wren sat like a few, uh, like a few rows in front of us with the manager from the mothership, and then, wow, like Christy and Yoni were also down there, and I, I, I don't know, it was just sick. But I, I the whole time at the awesome. concert, yeah, it was fucking incredible. But the whole time I was there at the show, I was really digging the music. And getting lost in it at times, but I would always end up breaking out of it and looking down and watching the guitar tech work just because I'm still that guy. So I would like get distracted by the guitar tech doing the pedals. Cause that's one thing that that not a lot of people know about those live performances is like, you not only do you have a guitar player, but that guitar player has someone standing below the stage that is pressing buttons, changing their tone on their guitar and 
Oh, that's right. Like, there's always that going on. And I'm so fascinated with the behind the scenes because that's I so know cool. how that world works that I get distracted and I don't enjoy the show as much as I should. Mm. But that, that was an incredible show. Wow. Yeah. And then the fucking picture that came from that experience, which is like all of them sitting in a restaurant, like the conversation must have been so cool. Yeah. That they all have oh, man. waters. I talked to Tony about that night. And, <laughs> uh, there was like, there was a funny thing that he said that was, I'm not going to repeat it. But he was just like that. <laughs> he said some funny to Ari, and Roger Waters was like, "That's not funny." Oh yeah, <laughs> like very seriously, that's not funny. But I was like, "Man, yeah. you know how you felt sitting at that table is how I feel when I'm hanging out with all of you." Damn. So I just want to give you some perspective about my experience, and it was yeah. a good moment we had. That's cool. That's cool. But I'm sorry, dude. But Pink Floyd? Yeah, dude. That's mind blowing. The guy. Dude, but I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to bash Pink Floyd, but I just feel like it hasn't been the same listening to them as much after I. Mm. I don't know. Because, you know, I've heard Roger Waters like criticize his own albums and shit. And it's just like, I don't know. It kind of influenced my hearing of it a little bit. Man, Pink Floyd with Roger Waters is remarkable. Pink Floyd without Roger Waters is pretty good. Roger Waters outside of Pink Floyd is fucking incredible. Mm. Like, he gets more of a nod because he wrote the songs. Like, he was the main songwriter. And then after... Uh, David Gilmore's solo stuff is, is awful. He is, he, he is not a great songwriter in my opinion. Uh, but he's, he's a wicked guitar player. Like that's, that's the thing that he's got. He's got that guitar tone down. Like David Gilmore is a lot of the reason why I like to play a Fender Strat. Like he, he's got that down, but the thing that, has bothered me about Floyd is that the quietest person in the group who was the keyboard player was Richard Wright. And I don't know if you've ever gone and listened to any Richard Wright records. He's got a record called wet dream. There's a lot of copy. They press that vinyl a lot. So it's easy to find. You could find a good vinyl copy of wet dreams by Richard Wright. And you hear where pink Floyd came from. Because Richard Wright's solo album sounds like Pink Floyd, like for real. And then whenever he passed away, they released this Endless River album, and Whoa. it was just trash. Because Richard Wright wasn't there to have a hand in producing it. So Whoa. it was just like, you know, and like you find out where the real magic of Pink Floyd was probably Richard Wright. Dude, like I love that. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's something that not a lot of people are because the same thing is the a lot of the magic of Led Zeppelin was John Paul Jones. Oh my god, thank you. Like you fucking just read my mind. Like uh, a lot of people don't know, 
Everybody knows Bonham. Everybody like people rarely know John Paul Jones name, you mm -hmm. know, they're like, Oh, they'll know, they'll know, uh, Robert Plant. They'll know fucking Jimmy Page. They'll know. I was John about Bonham. to fucking say that, but they're like, Oh, and who was the bass player again? But God. he was, he was the silent winner because he was doing like synthesizer key stuff. He was like, he was the guy in that band. Okay. I don't know. Just like all the those silent leaders in the group that don't need the recognition, they're just there. The Brian Red bands, mm. like the silent leaders out there that are just like they know they're really running the show. Mm -hmm. But you know, or are they? They know that they're they're the signature sound that's keeping the people coming back. I hate saying this for some reason, but Ringo Starr is another great example. Ringo played to the song. Ringo Starr could be the greatest drummer of all time because he played to the song. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing that people don't get about Ringo is that he didn't need to be Keith Moon playing all of these mm -hmm. solos. He was the best drummer in Liverpool and the Beatles wanted mm -hmm. him in their band. And he they came up together. He played to the song. He did exactly what was needed. Like you seen that video of Quest Love and uh Dave Grohl talking about like they're sitting behind a drum kit just playing Ringo Phils, talking about <laughs> how brilliant he was. Man, you need to watch this video. Okay. I'm a big ring, I'm I'm a big I'm a Beatles guy. I really like the Beatles. You got that I poster like... behind you. Oh, dude, this uh, this thing actually is uh, that is a 1964 original. Whoa. Like that hung up in a in a in a lady's dorm room in 1964, Whoa. in somewhere in the Northeast. I forget, dude. You but I got <laughs> that from a yard sale. You got you got to scan it with a UV light, bro. Nah, I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's but yeah, insane. Dude. That's insane. Yeah, that's an original. That's funny. I, you probably can't see it from here. I doubt it. But in that version of it, you can see right here, Paul McCartney is holding a cigarette in his hand because he wanted to look cool. And eventually in that, same picture they had had the cigarette removed from the silhouette version of it because they didn't want it to you know give the idea that smoking was cool so that's an original he still has the cigarette in his hand that's insane another yeah. crazy thing that they did was for the sergeant pepper's lonely heart club album cover yeah hitler was originally in it i don't know if you knew that yeah uh they removed hitler <laughs> They had to remove Hitler, and they had to remove, I believe, uh, Genghis Khan, maybe. <laughs> I think then, they had both of those things. John Lennon said he was a real free thinker. I think they covered up Gandhi. Maybe. I think Aleister Crowley might have been on there. Maybe they removed him, too, but I think he's on there. Yeah, still. I think I think he's still on there. Yeah. I, I once... Uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, please, please. You ever watch that... Paul McCartney is dead documentary. Oh my God, dude, I have. 
it's so horseshit because the guy's clearly not George Harrison talking. It's like the worst. Uh, imp- uh, it's the worst impression ever. I didn't even know that it was made by George Harrison. No, it was supposed to be made by a guy who had cassette tape recordings that George Harrison gave. Oh, and I, I was like, I don't think I saw yeah, that. and Paul died. This like sounds like me doing the thing. <laughs> yeah, and Paul got in a car accident. We didn't want the world to go crying. Oh, however, I don't know. Like I could, I could do a better job than the guy that did it. Dude, here's what I heard. Um, fuck. Um, I heard that in Strawberry Fields Forever, at the end, he clearly says, "I buried Paul." Like yeah. And then, like, if you read the lyrics. Anywhere it says strawberry jam. Yeah. Like that sounds nothing like each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if you like, I don't know if it's like my mind playing tricks, but I always hear I buried Paul, like a confession. And it's like, what the fuck? And like that after that creepy ass, like, yeah, dude, so creepy. Like, why would they even include that creepy ass fucking? I mean, I understand it, and I love it, kind of like Revolution 9. I forget the, the name of the genre, but creepy, dude. I don't know. Yeah, man. That's always touched me in the wrong way, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I like the I like the Beatles, man. I like that they, even if, <laughs> even if they just made little, uh, even if they just left little clues to confuse people, I still respect that. Like, even if that's it, because they're apparently they're screaming Paul's name in, in the solo at the end of while my guitar gently weeps, Whoa. they're just yelling Paul's name. And yeah. like all of the, the whole corpse stuff with him being barefooted on Abbey road. Oh yeah. All of the, the representation on that. Yeah. And like, there's no reason behind it at all. Yeah, and then the whole Sergeant Pepper's is basically a grave. It's a grave site. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, dude, here's after all the stuff that McCartney did afterwards. Like, no, like, person would ever think that that's what McCarthy would do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, but there was the guy who supposedly took his place who won – uh, he won the the Paul McCartney lookalike contest. Is that poster right here? <laughs> no. Uh, the the inside cover. I could go get the record. Hey, do you have the White Album? Do you have the White Album on vinyl? I don't have any Beatles albums on vinyl. Oh man, you gotta in the White Album insert. In the insert, you can fold. You know the lyrics sheet. You fold it out and it's a it's a poster. It's like a really fucking cool poster on the other side of the lyrics. Um, but there's a picture of a guy who won the Paul McCartney lookalike contest, and I forget his name. But uh apparently he was supposedly the guy who uh started becoming Paul McCartney, and the reason that they grew their facial hair out during that era was to hide the plastic surgery scars that made him look more like Paul because they couldn't handle the, the mass suicides that would happen of teenage girls all over the world when they found out Paul McCartney was dead. Wow. 
don't know. It's a vast conspiracy. I I get kind of like weirded out when I think that I can meet Paul McCartney. Like that he's on going, he's going on tour. He's like touring around Europe and shit. Yeah. And you can meet him. It's so weird that you can meet him. I'm like, wait, that guy is still alive. That would be cool. I'd like to see a beetle. Isn't that that would be pretty sweet. Like I, I saw the I saw Sean Lennon's band one time. I was time. about to say that. Uh, not the, the delirium with Les Claypool, but I saw oh. Ghost of a Sabertooth Tiger. Holy shit! So I've seen the son of a beetle, I which is pretty fucking cool. Okay, so I went to go see the one with Les Claypool, but they had a That's sick man. They had a guest player who was Roger Waters' son on synth. No shit. And they covered the entire Animals album. Sean Lennon, Liz Claypool, and Roger Waters' son. You forget, a lot of people don't know this, Primus used to play a lot of Pink Floyd. Oh, yeah. And Liz Claypool... Les Claypool is an old school Pink Floyd guy, and he sounds a lot like Roger Waters. His voice sounds a lot like Roger Waters. And he plays the bass, so it's like... Yeah. Dude, oh my god, he's like probably one of the best bass players around. He is. I've seen him, uh, I saw him with the Fancy Man, or the Les Claypool's Fancy Trio in like 2006 i think mm. man they were incredible dude i did so much drugs that weekend <laughs> yeah so much psychedelics and unless claypool just he did roof i don't know if you heard up on the roof they probably did it at that show you were at Damn. But i think so it's too is usually they he opened with that song and I think that they sometimes open with it, but it's just, it just mm. sounds so fucking gnarly and yeah. it's so loud. Dude, I think they're going to Austin or some shit pretty soon. Yeah. You know, else is going to Austin. Do you ever fuck with explosions in the sky? Are you familiar with that band? No. They're you an instrumental band. Ooh, yeah. They're an instrumental band, dude. They, 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 uh, you ever see the movie Friday night lights, the movie? I don't know. I don't think so. Because they did the whole soundtrack to that movie. That's the thing. It was a big movie whenever I was coming up. It's not weird that you haven't seen it. Exploding Um, Suns? What is it? Explosions in the Sky. Mm. There's an album called The Earth is Not a Cold Dead Place. You should put that on when you meditate next time. It's instrumental, so you won't have to worry about, like, getting getting it, like, making your thoughts Mm. wander with words. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a good also for like studying and stuff, doing homework. Yeah, bro. Like it's for real. <laughs> it's legit. There's other albums that they have, but that's the album. That's the one. The Earth is not a cold, dead place. You know who was supposed to be in Austin a few weeks ago? I don't know if they're going back, but uh, Thundercat as well. I don't know who's Thundercat. Thundercat. Thundercat is probably the other person I would put up against Les Claypool as bass player. Oh shit! Yeah, he's probably he's probably he's right up there with them, man. Thundercat, I man. recommend him like crazy. You know who's a monster bass player? Are you familiar with a band called Wolfpack? 
Oh my god, yeah. Joe yeah. Dart. Holy shit. Bro, Joe Dart is a dirty yeah. motherfucker on the base, dude. Yep. Yeah, that's so true. Those those guys, I don't know what is going in the water wherever those guys are from, but they are like somehow the tightest band on earth and it somehow mm-hmm. and they're yeah. just from some random I like they're a Midwestern band, maybe. I don't know. They're in New York. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't it, know where they're from. Me neither. I I wanted to say that they were maybe from America, Michigan. But they're the I know they're from, from America. I know they're American. Yeah, I know they're American. American. But they sound like they're, they're not. from Michigan. But the name like Wolfpack sounds like Russian or something. Yeah. And they're so but good dude. that you're like, what? How? Like they they actually have a lot of Ann Arbor, music. Michigan. That's right. No way. That's crazy. They they have a few songs with Lewis Cole. Do you know Lewis Cole? Yeah, he's the guy. Uh yeah. he, he did the 1612 with him, right? That's that guy, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that guy has a bunch of songs with Thundercat. Oh, no shit. Hell yeah. Yeah, so they're like best friends. So I'm surprised that Wolfpack and Thundercat have not worked together. I, I'm sure they have, actually. But. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I really like that. That that, that kind of stuff, it, it, it reinvigorates my, uh, uh, reinvigorates my, my love for music. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, I, I they're do... playing actual instruments. Oh yeah, exactly. Yep. Right. It's not as much um. No electronics at all. Like they're playing yeah. actual instruments through actual amps, and they're not using a lot of effects. They're plugging the guitar into the amp, and that's right. the sound. It's like and yeah, and there's and they're getting recognition for it which is what right. i love this isn't like yeah. okay come look at this guy do his thing you know it's like you're watching the bass player like the guy that you usually don't pay attention he's the main guy and then there's the drummer yeah. who is like mind blowing and then everybody is like mind blowing like i feel like that's becoming more of a like a thing just seeing real oh, yeah. like acknowledging real talent you know those guys got it, man. That's like that's like a funk you can smell. <laughs> Whatever those guys are doing, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, like Kill Tony, man, it's a great place to see you know, great new talent sometimes. Sometimes. Oh you man, know, sometimes I'll I'll watch it. I'll watch it every now and again. I'll save up a couple of episodes and then like binge <laughs> like two or three in a row go through and see all the people you never run out of episodes to watch yeah the i'll see people get pulled that i know and just be like hey come on man or uh i don't know it it, it, sometimes i don't watch it because like i don't want to see somebody i know not do well and not Mm -hmm. have a good go at it but then every now and again man i'll see a homie that i do know like young heath cortez or uh like oh you knew him before he yeah dude well heath you heath couldn't go inside vulcan when he came to kill tony the last time because he wasn't 21 yet so he hung outside with me out out the front door 
Yeah, so I've known Loki young to me. Like, like he's my age. That's what's mind blowing to me. Like, yeah, I feel I thought I was young. Then I was like, oh my god, this guy already made it, and he's my age. Well, you know what I mean, dude. He's a killer too. He's he's got such good stage presence. Like he he went on afraid. He went on kill Tony tonight or a week ago, I guess. Oh, was he on this this episode? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. With Howie, yeah, with Howie, dude, <laughs> great fucking. Oh my god, great. Howie's guess. funny, man. Everybody forgets how funny Howie was. Yeah, he, dude. I think he was on. Looks like he was kind of on drugs or something. I don't know. He had sunglasses on. That's what, maybe he was just drunk. You know, Why he might have been. I know okay. that he also did uh, Matt and Shane with Sam Talent. I'm a big Sam Talent Ooh. guy. But Howie and Sam did an episode of Matt and Shane. They called it the 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 Howard and the Howard and Sam secret podcast or whatever. Mm. You ever listen to Matt and Shane? No, they're here now, dude. Wow. Matt and Shane secret podcast, dude. The Shane Gillis and Matt McCusker. Whoa, I've definitely seen it on YouTube. Dude. And I've like skipped through it. I just I never. All right, click man. On Dig. You're doing the podcast thing now. You should like ingest as much of the other like successful podcasts as you can and steal shit from them, like met, mm. like tricks and techniques or whatever. Yeah. Matt and Shane, Matt and Shane podcast is a really good show to get into. Also, are you familiar with Are You Garbage? Have you ever watched Are You Garbage? I'm familiar with it. I because it's re- a really fun show. Oh wait, I'm familiar with it from. Kill Tony. Yeah. H. Foley and, and um oh, I think Kippy. I think I've just seen them on Instagram reels and shit like that. Those guys are good, man. They're real people. Yeah. And they, well, I'm I'm kind of a I'm kind of white piece of shit. I grew up from in, you know, white piece of shit type situation. I'm a garbage person. <laughs> so it's nice watching them have other people on seeing if they're garbage. Mm. But no, anyway. I'm just shouting out fucking podcasts at this point, dude. Uh, here's here's another podcast that I want to shout out real quick. Joey Diaz, did I miss Joey Diaz? Oh my god, the what joint. What the fuck happened to Joey Diaz? Yeah, he's still doing Joey's Joey's joint. Oh, he is. Yeah, dude. Every day, and him and him and Lee Lee no Syatt do the check in. Yeah, they do a Zoom. They do a Zoom thing where just him and Lee just Whoa. check in with each other. Dude, yeah. I'm gonna be on that fucking tomorrow. Bro. Me and me and my best friend Mumford Davis, who I don't know if you know, you should interview Mumford if you like. Yo, he's thank my you roommate. So much for the recommendation. Uh, he's uh, my best friend, my roommate. He uh, he loved Joey Diaz, and me and him. Me too. There was a time, uh, there was a time in our lives when uh, we were we were talking about like, dude, I just put, I just put Joey Diaz on, and I hear, greetings from Podcastville. And then by the time, you know, by the time he's done reading his ads, by the way, Joey Diaz is the only person that I will listen to, to do ads. <laughs> like, like, I, I don't care. I will listen to Joey Diaz do, do ads, like read ads. I would never skip them. Him and I would Duncan always Trussell. be asleep. Well, I, I, I didn't listen to Duncan's uh, show a whole hell of a lot. I, right. I've listened to a few episodes of people that I that I know and wanted was interested in, but uh, I uh, 
I need to get on Duncan's show more. I know that he's very like uh, pushing the envelope with, or not pushing the envelope, but like like going out there when it comes to like talking about mental stuff and right. like being very honest and and he's not afraid to go there, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. He's he lives there. He's also really nice, man. Like I've I've hung out with Duncan several times, and he is. <laughs> he remembers people like he he's like yeah really really nice and personable one of the cooler guys i've met there's so many cool guys that are out here man it's like you you see other comics that are just being douchebags to everybody but <laughs> you'll see people like tony that you'll I was about meet to say that give you like a really cool piece of advice I was about to say that yeah yeah he came up to me man he was just like and then when he left, he was like, I love you, man, or some shit. And like, yeah, my, he like tapped my back. And I know how like germaphobe or like not germaphobe, but like, you know, how he doesn't touch people, Tony. And like, yeah, or strangers, at least, you know. So yeah. I think that him like touching me and being like, I love you was like, oh, Tony's yeah. a cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tony's Perfect. a cat. He doesn't want anybody to touch him. Mm-hmm. But like, you know what I mean? Like he'll come to you. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I just, I was just eating my burger behind him. Like not trying not to listen to his conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but I was with my homie. I was like, I'm just, let's just eat our burger casually behind him. And the homie was just like, what do y'all think of the burger? And it was like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, beautiful. Beautiful moment. I haven't had it yet. I need to get one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, they're great. They're, they're so good. awesome. And and like there's a bakery. That's where his wife's is his wife's bakery there as well. Oh, you know, Tony did get like an ice cream or some shit from like a cookie. No, ice cream sandwich. That's what it was. It was an ice cream Ooh. sandwich. And it was like the nice ones. You know what I mean? Like big ass cookie probably like yeah. probably like spicy ice cream of some kind or no probably spicy cookie of some kind and then yeah i don't know uh, i didn't get it but everybody had yeah. one if it, it i don't i know that somewhere nearby there is the um uh, his wife has a a bakery margarita she mm. has a bakery like where she makes bread and shit like that they're really cool man I was that I was uh Philip was one of the people who like he he said my name one time and I was like oh shit this dude knows my name <laughs> like like it was it was one of those moments that yeah. guy's cool as shit man mm-hmm. yeah I mean I was thinking about asking Neem Williams to be on my podcast Oh, dude, I'm sure he would, man. You know he what I mean? Wouldn't that be really so nice. sick? Yeah. Here's the thing, man. When you're doing a podcast like this, it's almost like you get every line into the water as you can. At this point, you know, you're trying to do, mm-hmm. you're trying to get it uh, off the ground, basically, dude. Like, ask everybody. Yeah. That's what I did. I reached out to people and I was like, you know what? The worst they can do is say no. Mm-hmm. But you can't be upset for trying. 
Dude, and barely anybody has said no to me. Stub muffin will do your podcast, I bet. Yeah, no way. Dude, here's my You'll thing have a little potato muffin. sack. Here's my thing with potato stub sack muffin. up here. I could not look at him not being a potato sack. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm so. Well, scared. I mean, I'm saying that he he's he's he, you would actually see Stud Muffin like little the little potato sack. You would oh see my his. God. That would be the best day of my life. That's how he would do it. That's that how he. Be, holy shit, dude! That's I his would persona. Want, I okay. If he will do that, I would love that so much. I'm telling you, dude. He he'll he'll do it. Because that that was my question. Is like as Stud Muffin. Is. Because he—that's such a character. Like I would love to meet the mastermind behind the behind it all. You know. Yeah. Such a mysterious it, pimp. <laughs> but yeah, dude, he's he's Stun. the man. I meant to say, I don't even know. Both of them are equally. Spud muffin. <laughs> no potato sack. You know, spud. Spliff muffin. But nah, man, uh, Stud will do the podcast. You're do you're doing the right That'd thing. Awesome. I want to. I'm gonna. I know we've been going to this thing for a while. I'm gonna go switch these laundry out shortly. But <laughs> you're, Dude, doing, real. you're doing the right thing, man. Just reach out to people. Worst case scenario, they say no, mm-hmm. and they m- more than likely won't. Some people yeah. like. They want to, they want to help you out. And not a lot of people probably like during the pandemic, everybody and their sister was asked to be on everybody's podcast. So it's Mm. not that way anymore, you know? So like they, some people might have a little bit more free time now than that's true. uh, from that sort of thing. They might not get asked as much. So you'd be surprised. Yeah, dude. Well, thank you so much for your advice. All the advice I learned so fucking much. So many great bands, people, uh, great shit, man. So yeah, thank you, everybody. You're welcome. To. Love that shit. And the uh, I'll reach out to, um, Mumford. Yeah, Mumford Davis. That's my Mumford best friend, Davis. Mumford. I'll, I'll reach You've out. Been to on him. Kill Tony. He, oh, he's really? also he's on virtual red band he's the little monkey oh i think i he's know what little, you're talking about was he on little, was he on kill tony like recent recently not recently he oh, was okay. on um he was on an episode with joe rogan at vulcan oh, cool. where he talked about doing sweepstakes he likes to do sweepstakes <laughs> I don't think I and that. uh yeah Dude, that's so cool ago. That's so but no, nah, he's in. I'm just saying, like, you 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 can ask people to do your show and they'll do it. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. You ask ten people, you'll get five guaranteed yeses, probably. And I know you were trying to get your podcast back up and running, right? Kind of. I'm just trying kind to release of. content. I'm yeah. I'm uh I'm just trying to release content, but I'm realizing that doing those smoking chat sessions. That's yeah. basically just my old school podcast. So I should just start numbering those like. Mm, yeah, exactly. I should just go back and number those as like number numbers, whatever. And, you know. Yes. Yeah, you should totally do that. That's yeah. good. That's kind of what this feels like. I feel like I'm literally watching that video right now. 
Yeah, you know, it might be hell, dude. <laughs> but you know, but imagine we just that, that's way. the psychic that's the psychedelic thing of this podcast is at the end we we revealed everybody <laughs> took a lot of psychedelics and recorded two separate videos at the same length and just played them <laughs> and they just worked somehow that's the real surprise of this episode everything else is just smoke and mirrors mm -hmm. exactly we have them <laughs> holy shit man uh i f whenever i see you again i have to whenever we can i got, I want to have a recording of so of or you just make a recording for how to make the best rice somehow oh bro i I'll wanted to ask you, you about this. that okay do you have a rice cooker yes sir it's huge okay do you usually cook meat? Yeah, I cook meat. What is your usual go-to meat that you cook the best? What's your best meat dish? Um, <laughs> Let's see. I can cook some pretty good steak. Okay. So the next time you make a steak... After you rest your steak, you have a large accumulation of whatever juice at the bottom of the steak. Mm, yeah. Put that in your rice and stir that in with your rice. But also season your water. Season your water with a little salt and pepper. Most people are like, oh, you, mm. you don't season your rice, whatever. Also wash your rice. Like you shouldn't be just raw dogging your rice. You should wash it. You should, yeah. whenever you fill it up with water, the water looks like really frothy and milky almost. Mm -hmm. Wash your hands really nice. Make sure your hands are clean. Fill up, cover up the rice with water and then stir it around with your hand and then slowly pour the rice, slowly pour the water out. Like while, while not losing any of the rice, like slowly drain the water. Uh, do that about okay. do that about three or four times. Okay. Do that about three or four times until the water runs pretty close to clear after you've done that. Mm -hmm. And then season that water with however you want to season things. A little old bay helps if you use that kind of stuff. Writing that down. Salt and pepper. But the main thing is any side you make use the juice from whatever meat you make in the side mm. always do you put it in it like when the water is after oh no I, no no dude. like cook the rice like season the rice water okay okay like all i put in the and and honestly dude you could you could substitute the water for like a beef broth or honestly chicken broth makes better Whoa. rice i think than beef broth but um yeah do that like, I always and, add some garlic and onion to in there. Oh yeah, like actual garlic and actual onion, or garlic powder and onion powder. No, no, like actual garlic and actual onion. Yeah, I, I like using uh, green onions. Like I'll just throw a whole green onion in there. Yeah. Do you, do you ever? Uh, uh, I was gonna do you ever cover up the top like the hole with a napkin. I know some people do that or something. Nah okay i let it do its thing and it always comes out perfect okay um but no onion or no garlic some i mean sometimes i'll uh i have the little steam tray above 
and I'll put like some broccoli or something up there, Ooh, like to steam the broccoli. And also that'll drip down on the rice and that'll give it a little bit more of like a, like a broccoli flavor. It doesn't smell the best, but it's really tasty. It smells kind of like a fart because <laughs> broccoli does, but, but it, it, yeah. it, and the same would work with like carrots, but you could steam the onions and the onions would drip. I don't know. Maybe I would do something like that, but sometimes I'll put, uh, I'll just season the water. But sometimes I'll add like a little like stock or like a bouillon paste or something like that. But yeah, just seasoning it, mm. seasoning the, the water pretty good, like letting the rice be cooked in something other than just plain tasting water is going to help the flavor a shit ton. But the real That's trick insane. is after, after the end, like, and also after it's done, not while... Like after the water is soaked in, the rice is done. The cooker is off or on warm. If you have one that stays on warm, uh, I would do like maybe a third stick of butter. If you do like, uh, but depending on, right. well, I, I do a lot of rice though. I'll cook like two to three cups of rice at a time because I want to make a lot. So if you're doing just like a cup of rice, like, the less butter obviously right. but, okay. but like just just put like a amount of butter that you're comfortable with but use a little bit more mm -hmm. because it, it'll just it'll taste a little better with a little more butter and the juice from the steak the juice from what it, pork chops actually if you ever fuck with pork chops they produce some of the best tasting juice mm. to season a side with Holy this shit, also okay. works with Velveeta shells and cheese the same trick works with your shells and cheese recipe. Cause I fuck with shells and cheese real hard, dude. Like you're telling me to put the sauce from the pork chops into the shells and cheese. After at this, at the same way with the rice, like put it in with the cheese sauce mm. and stir I, it all together. Dude. I'm actually, telling you, man, I actually that's, just that's made like, some mac and cheese right before you called me. And I was fucking getting, I was getting like Remy up in that fucking kitchen, dude. Dude. I really like to cook. Uh, <laughs> Me too. I like cooking. That's a that's a like, just the juice from whatever meat you make always makes the sides mm -hmm. so much better. That's just that's a law. That's state law. Yeah, it makes me want to ask you your favorite barbecue spot in Austin. Um, I mean, I mean, not be Terry's. I'm sorry, Terry. Do Blacks. I have to say Terry Black's? I mean, I have to because. Really? No, my favorite barbecue spot, to be honest with you, like, and they don't, they don't sell like, you know, pounds of brisket or Lambert's. No, I mean they don't sell it like that. But I, CM Smokehouse, ooh, okay, is CM Smokehouse is probably out of the places that I would consider that type of restaurant. That's mm -hmm. the one they do like the brisket crunch wrap supreme. Like the, mm. they do like a brisket Philly cheesesteak. Okay. <clears throat> uh, wow. Like they're, they're ridiculous. They do like the Wagyu burgers. Uh, their wow. burgers are incredible. CM Smoke, here's CM Smokehouse is the, is the restaurant that caters Kill Tony oh. every Monday night. 
They're the wow. one that cater. They cater the green room for the Kill Tony crew. No way. On Monday nights, that's CM Smokehouse. Oh my god. That's that's the caliber, dude. And this is. I know I said I'm leaving. I'm literally going to leave you with this because it's almost three thirty. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But serious, no, don't be. I, 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 I'm still going to go stay awake until six. I just got to <laughs> laundry around. I got the uh, number. I got the number. That's such a cool but, number. Uh, but no, uh, <clears throat> like whenever we, whenever we would get done working the Joe Rogan shows on um tuesdays and wednesday nights at the vulcan back in the day like back in the day like literally like last year kind of <laughs> last year <laughs> when uh we were working those shows it feels like so long part ago. of our night it does feel like so long ago it feels like ages ago like yeah. it feels like mothership has always existed it feels like it just feels like a thing i i but hope anyway. it, i hope it never stops feeling like that it, it, I don't think it will. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, but the best part of our night was we would always get to go upstairs and all of the door guys would get to raid the food that Rogan's cater, like the, the Rogan catering food that was left. Like that was how a lot of us ate. <laughs> but the thing was, was they would get CM Smokehouse, but they would also get something yeah. else. That's genius. And at the end of the night, man, we would sometimes end up walking out with like a tray of burgers. Oh my god, yeah. Like like a tray of mushroom Swiss burgers. Oh my goodness. I mean, and they were so good, dude. And people would be like, I don't like mushrooms. And I'm like, well, I do. Dude, I love mushrooms. Dude, a mushroom Swiss burger from CM Smokehouse. Top okay. fucking tier, man. They have okay. this like a this with this ridiculous some uh, sort of aioli but that was some <laughs> of the best and that was some of the best times of of my life was getting to watch joe rogan and all these <laughs> openers that would open up for joe rogan and then at the end of the night he would leave and say all right guys good night good job guys and and we'd be like night night joe rogan i, I love you that's so and crazy. then we would walk upstairs and eat That's all so of their crazy. leftovers and have so many like burgers and shit to take home with me. Oh my goodness. So that does not seem real. I know, I know, but it is. And that's because I was there. <laughs> uh but anyway. Yeah. Uh is there yeah. Fuck. Uh one time Duncan Trussell gave me a fig bar at one of his shows. So that was for, he. He brought me in the green room and introduced me to William Montgomery. Oh no shit! Hell yeah! And then on the way out, we ended up smoking a blunt that I brought me William and Duncan didn't smoke it, but we were just talking yeah. and it was. It wasn't the you know it's not the same experience as getting a tray of burgers, but dude, that fig bar. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, it's a thing. <laughs> like, this was Duncan Trussell's fig bar. Like it's the thing; it didn't matter. It's just a regular yeah, cheeseburger. Yeah. This was Joe Rogan's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Dude. It's like yeah, it's like the um, like Jesus splitting the bread or something. I don't know. <laughs> Breaking bread, man. That's like, what it is, dude. Like, 
Yeah, that's that's cool, dude. People go to church to experience that. That little here you go. Here's a little cracker. What's cool was that the <laughs> the owner knew the owner of the club knew that most of us relied on that, so they kind of ordered extra so that we'd have a little bit at the end of the night. Like, wow, that, that was cool, man. I don't know, it was cool. Yeah, but fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, thank you. Uh, Roll tide. (laughs) Is there anything that you want to plug, man? Any, um, any shows Um, or anything you got coming up? Or where can people find you if anybody wants to reach out to you? Pretty much at Yonder Wizard Z Z E R D. Uh, um, hell, I might have that here. Do I? Um. Oh shit, where is it? Yeah, at Yonder Wizard, Z Z E R D at my uh my Instagram pretty much. I got everything there in a link tree. Or honestly, link tree. Uh Yonder Wizard. That link, link tree's tree. awesome. Um where's the one fucking... of those? Yeah, it's cool because they're free. Exactly. Yeah, I use Squarespace uh, right now, and I'm really considering not renewing my subscription. Low key. Oh yeah, buddy, I used uh, I used Squarespace for a really long time, and uh, I I had to get rid of it because it was just costing me more money than it was making. There we go. Oh shit! Look, bro, look at you. That's... It was costing me more money than it was making. And uh that's so uh I don't even know he just said that. <laughs> I mean dude, I'm I got I got this is OBS man. I got a uh I, I don't know like you what your um uh what you use to uh what do you use to stream with? Just uh do you record with Zoom and then just upload? Mm-hmm. For now, yeah. Yeah, that's um that's a pretty uh that's a pretty good way of doing it because uploads get more views than live streams do. Oh. Interesting. But then you can always upload the live stream. Right? Is that does that count? Yeah, you can upload the live stream, but uh I usually just uh and honestly that's what Red Band used to do for Kill Tony. He would live stream it and then he would upload like a better recorded version because sometimes a live stream would go out. You know? I didn't so, know uh, that. Yeah, sometimes a live stream would go out. So that thing where they like start waiting a week before posting it, that's like new. Uh yeah, that was that was relatively new. Um within the last few years anyway. Yeah, it feels weird like not it not being live, honestly. There we uh, go. Oh, so you're just sharing your screen basically. Uh pretty what... much, but I mean I, it's like a program that I use called OBS that I can wow. Now, this is just the, the thing that I was using last night on the podcast when we were Whoa. watching videos. Dude, I have to check it out. That's so sick. But yeah, this is my link tree where everything is. I got the cameo, the Patreon, I got my music. Uh, 
obviously dropped the Venmo in there because we broke out here in these streets. Smart, uh, dude. I saw your wish list. Fucking genius. I mean, I got an Amazon wish list, dude. What's that for? <laughs> Is that for your Santa Clauses out there? Dude, it's just like uh <laughs> just no, I mean it's just I put I put things in there and like believe it or not, man, like I've gotten a couple <laughs> people that have like snagged some shit out of there and just be like, hey I man, I appreciate that. the content. I love I that. saw this thing that was in your list. So we, we See, got you I got you I, something. I love that because that's how you find so many great fucking things. Yeah. Like, this is I feel like that's how I got this thing right here. Dude. This Tesseract. Through, yeah, through dude. Brian. Just like his yeah, random shit. His that's random. what I need to do. I need to figure out how to get how to get involved in the Amazon affiliate thing so I can start dropping links in the in the <laughs> description of stuff that I've bought. Because I buy so much shit on Amazon. Like really? I should start trying to do that more. Be more diligent about that. Yeah, I did. Maybe review some stuff like the way Brian does. I like to do a little unboxing and reviewing stuff yeah. every now and again. It's cool. always fun watching people open something. A nice like massage chair that you can put to like a regular chair. You know what I mean? I think I saw something like that on your wishes. Oh, list. dude, I have uh, I have one of those nice massage guns, like a oh, like a therapy gun. What are these things called? Not a Theragun, but I've got like this version of it. Oh, <laughs> like the this 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 guy. But I've also right. got a thing <laughs> that's sitting like. You can see it right down here. This at the bottom of the screen, this red thing sitting on this that mounts this guy to the wall. Ooh. So, like, I can put it in a door frame and just like get in there, bro. Which is something that's important when you near your forties. Wow, dude! I've been meaning to go see a chiropractor. Like, my back has been cracking way hey, more than usual. All a chiropractor will do <laughs> is keep you coming back. I feel like an old man, dude. All a chiropractor will do is keep you coming back, man. Like once I learn a new way to crack my back, I'm like, I'm doing this all the time. I do the the twist. Yeah. It's a, someone like I'll just me that. plant. I'll yeah. just plant my my like my ass yeah. and just twist the top as hard as I can physically with my arms. Like I will pull with this one and I'll push with this one. So then I'm like literally. It works yeah. best when you're laying down and you can like push exactly. on your hip and then roll yeah. from your upper. Like, yeah, that's the best. Dude, I'm about to do that as soon as we get off. My, well, <laughs> well, I don't want to prolong any more of that because I definitely got to put some clothes in the dryer. I got my I, whites. It was not going to kill me, dude. I thank you so much, bro, for this beautiful conversation. Oh, yeah. I really appreciate you're you, welcome, Yonder dude. Wizard. And the, you're doing I'll, good. Thank you, man. Hopefully we can do this again sometime. And hell yeah, dude. Good luck with everything, man. I I I'll try to go on virtual red band one of these nights. Get on there, dude. You'll okay. be welcome. I'll I'll look I'll look for you. Hell yeah, we'll be there, dog. Hell yeah, man. Hey, have a good night, bro. All Thank right, you. homie. Roll tide. Later. I'll see ya. Bye.